0: coming pass
1: is picked off he's gonna go looking again and it's picked off by Stefan gilmore down on the right sideline into the end
2: zone and he's picked off back the other way
0: yeah i was just i was just thinking today things to talk about and i was thinking about Uh, things to chat about with Shane. I was going to ask him, I don't, he's not a Broncos fan, but obviously I assume like a lot of his friends and family are living in Colorado. Yeah. So um, I was going to kind of talk to him about the Broncos and kind of where he thinks they're at. And then I was thinking they might be the team that has the most to prove this year. Um, When I started kind of thinking about individual players and. Yep the coach and the division and, and their record QB. over the last few years and their fan base expectations. Yeah. And you kind of think like breaking it down at like Russell Wilson obviously has a huge amount of proves a huge signing for them. He thinks he's, you know, this hall of fame quarterback. Uh, he's had loads of success with the Seahawks, but not in the last couple of years people are kind of questioning if he is like where he fits as well. Like, I don't know where we'd rank him, but is he in the kind of, is he in the top five? Probably not. Is is he like five to 10 kind of range? But I think he sees himself as like one of those top five, top three guys. So I think he's got a lot to prove. And then statistically like hasn't had, you know, he got injured for a couple of games last year. Statistically hasn't been as dominant. Um, and they had their f- their first losing season since he was at the Seahawks last year, since he had been there in twenty. 20- when did he join? Twenty eleven. But you've also
1: Which got was... with Russell like... Wilson the fact that he was in a team where, arguably, some of his best years were slightly wasted with the offensive scheme being so run based by Pete Carroll as well. And like, sure, you know, there was the whole thing for what the last two and a half seasons of let Russ cook um because yep. he didn't get the ball in his hands enough particularly uh obviously the first year dk metcalf comes in and they've got metcalf and uh locket and, and, and baldwin yeah uh-huh. baldwin so, is
0: class i was thinking about him the other day sorry he's, he was such a good receiver i miss him but
2: so the thing with that though is that russell wilson now probably has the strongest offense around him he's ever had with judy and sutton tim patrick tim patrick injured Cynthia Batch is not injured yet. Not yet. One of them's. One of the three of them's gone not down. Yet. Um, and Fan, Not. We don't got Fant anymore, have they? They've got no. The guy he went tie to the end. Seahawks. Yeah. The guy they loss. had is their backup to Fant, who's really good. They've got a pretty decent offensive line. They've got definite running backs who hopefully will stay healthy. Because the trouble that the Williams Seahawks have had, Gordon, for, yeah. Yeah. The trouble they've had in the Seahawks for so long has been, well, who's the running back? Is it Chris Carson? Before that, was it uh, Thomas Penny. Rules? Is it Rashard Penny? Yeah. Was it the end of Marshawn Lynch and Beast mode? There's been lots of question marks. He's not really had a very much of a running game behind him. So if you bear in mind that he's got young, explosive receivers, a solid running game behind him, a decent offensive line, and a defense that should perform pretty well. However, without Vic Fangio, will it perform quite as well as a different question? Mm. You'd expect Wilson to probably do very well. I mean, that's why I'd have them... Tim I Patrick I'd is on them. IR.
1: Sorry.
2: Apologies. Yeah, I, I, I knew one of the three had gone down. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd say that that's the reason why I have less of a, of a worry about if you want to take the bet on the Chiefs finishing third or fourth, because I honestly think that the Raiders and the Broncos will finish probably above them. And then it's just, and I think the Chargers will too, but I can't definitely say fourth, but I'd say third or fourth based on I think that, does really that's well. the thing.
0: There's so many question marks over the Broncos, but there's also this huge expectation for or sort of come Agreed. in and kind of instantly change it. Yep. And I think they feel like the fan base feels that they were a quarterback away from being a winning team and a playoff team. But I don't know, but then are, I are of, we not, I'm
1: looking thinking at... as well though that like look at the Chargers for instance like you you can in theory have all the pieces of the puzzles put together but yeah. if, if your coaching staff isn't able to execute the right calls in the right moments and game manage at certain points as well. That can be massively depriment and a, deprimental. And a, a
0: new head coach in Hackett, who hasn't been a head coach before as well, who's obviously yeah. Green Bay's offensive coordinator and did really well there and won like I don't know, thirteen games each season that he was there or whatever. Or was
2: that LaFleur um, well, was not LaFleur? Or was that um yeah LaFleur. Was that Matt LaFleur?
1: Or yeah, that, exactly. Well, do it's you need to... to do much as an offensive coordinator when Rodgers is kind of calling his own stuff sometimes anyway? And That too. Yeah. But right. they...
0: I mean, would they have given him... Would the Broncos have given him the top job if they didn't think that he massively contributed to the way that offence and that team was working well, his, his, when his he pedi- was offensive coordinator?
1: His pedigree's there. Um, He was yeah. offensive coordinator with the Bills Jags when they had their arguably their best year with Blake Bortles. So mm-hmm. it's not like he like yeah fueled he by made defense Blake Bortles the look good, which is impressive yeah. <laughs> yeah. i was gonna say jazz you can talk about defense but the offensive side of the no, ball wasn't terrible leonard fournette seemed to run pretty well that year so he can run a balanced offense as well which is nice but um but yeah it is it is and there's also like chemistry so important first time with a head coach and the qb how well mm. do their systems work together are they square pegs round holes or does it work immediately yeah, and I'm sure Russell Russell Wilson is good enough to be able to link up with his receivers very quickly. But then um, Melvin Gordon and uh, what's his name Williams are going to be sharing carries in the run game. Does that cause any sort of problems? I think Gordon probably fancied after the back end of last year that that starter's job was gonna be his because he mm. had a really good end to last season. Especially, um, there's so many like tangibles that you can't really work out and estimate for. I know. And when also, everything's like, brand I mean, new going together. So I, we're, I'm we're happy kind to of sit assuming, on a fence with Denver.
0: Yeah, we're, we're super. I think uh, most people are high on Cortland Sutton. He's flashed and he had an 1100 yard season. But then he got, that was 2019, then got injured for basically the whole of 2020. And then last year, his stats were garbage because, you know, he didn't have a quarterback throwing to him. I think he missed a couple of games as well. Um, but he's, that's a question mark against him. Can he produce as a number one? Or is Judy going to be step up and oh, be the number, be one? number one? Judy be number one. But he also he also just flashed,
1: so we don't really know if Judy is like. But is that is know, that QB play as opposed to? I know. You know so between you
0: know.
2: and I, I uh, said so between you and I, I don't want to talk about Jerry Judy because he's my little um, target. I want to get at some point in maybe the second or third round of the draft when we do our. Well, you just given that away. So. Yeah, so I'm going to talk about it anyway. So <laughs> if you look at the statistics, he had the that. number one ranked separation for that's so year. weird
1: being like oh jerry judy is uh not like ooh, undis- nobody nobody will remember him that's
2: no, no not saying i remember him but i was gonna try and target him pretty early because i think he's gonna go off this That year. is pretty early I so he um, him early. And i thought people might pick Cortland sutton first as well uh but with him he had the number one in past separate separation created for routes he ran okay but he had like the 46th number of targets and when he was separated the ball never got to him so i actually Mm. think it's very much down to qb play and if you give someone like russell wilson who's as accurate as he is and short medium and lot and deep i think we see a pretty good
1: and pretty outstanding season from jerry judy possibly are there any question marks on russell wilson like he's a very good quarterback obviously but have we already seen him the best of it best yeah well he's come he's gone missing in
0: games like the last couple of years, hasn't he? There's been games where he hasn't he's he's yeah, he's just kind of gone missing. And I don't know I don't know if that was just his time coming to an end with the Seahawks and he was frustrated because you know he's, he's been talking the last couple of seasons about wanting to leave. It's no secret. So I don't know if he's more settled with the Broncos. It's just like there's a question mark now. We're going through the lines here. There's a question mark over both wide receivers, I would say, whether they're going to be great or not. There's a question mark over the new quarterback, question mark in the new system with new head coach. Head coach. I kind of, I don't know. Like, you think you're very high on them and want to put them ag- ag- like ahead of the Chiefs. But it needs to all come together. Like, you know what you have with the Chiefs? Like, I just don't think they're... They've got that lower floor.
3: Yeah, but I look at the
0: receiver
1: with lineup Chiefs. with the Chiefs, and if we go through this all again, I mean, like you look at the receivers compared to as soon as Tyreek Hill's out of that, like Kelsey's great. Juju's not a not a factor. Juju,
0: Juju could be. Uh, you could. I think you could see him uh, being a, a solid number two receiver because we've seen him do it before in Pittsburgh. Yeah, but that's when but he, had AB's he just, on the side. He had the expectations that he was going to be a, a true number one at one point because he had that amazing season. Uh-huh. Um, and obviously he's not there. So I'm not expecting him to be, but he doesn't have to be in that kind of system because they've got Kelsey, Kelsey's their number one. So I don't think he needs to... And then MVS, I'm probably not expecting a lot. I think he he's going needs to, be a bit to step player. up,
1: I think, this year, though. I think they need to actually have Valdez Scowling, uh, like be a, a threat. Yeah. Same with them Hardman as well. But I think yeah. that the less so
2: Chiefs offensively, I think defensively is where it really comes down to the question marks on Chiefs. Outside of Chris Jones, who are And need. They they literally they got, have. I was looking nothing. at it.
0: I was looking at it again today. They're just relying on their rookies so much. Like they drafted yeah. an edge rusher. They drafted, a, I think, a middle linebacker. They picked up two safeties. One, one safety in the draft and one in free agency that yeah, guy losing, from um...
1: losing Matthews, such a I know and they got a guy from the Texans
0: which isn't going to like strike fear into any uh...
1: Reed Justin Reed offences yeah yeah so, so the he... thing
2: is though but they lost both safeties granted Sorensen's probably not a loss because he was an absolute liability in coverage all the last two years uh, Matthew's no, a massive loss always stepped up loss. in the
1: playoffs though Sorensen Sorensen yeah. actually had every single playoff Did, game. Didn't last
2: year. The Bills game, that's when he... It's his area that kept getting vacated and kept getting all the... But the players. year before no, was the he corners was... corners
1: stumbling all over the place as well, though, that didn't yeah. help. Sorensen suddenly out on an island as a safety. I wouldn't put that Bills game down on him. That was just a absolute mess of coverage all over the place, but...
2: Yeah, but he wasn't great in that game. Then you have um, Snead, who's the only reco- returning member of that secondary, and then um, Cheverius Ward that left... In free agency, he was also a really good, solid corner. And then you lose Melvin Ingram, which don't re-sign him. Frank Clark, I think, is either out or he's been arrested. One of the two. I
0: don't think the loss of Ingram is a big deal, to be honest. He was Maybe their most important kind of pass guy, rusher.
2: But... Last in the, the end of the year, he ignited that pass rush. Uh, he's old. He's, he's old, old, but that's just goes <laughs> to show how bad their pass rush was. And that's the only person they had. Hey, that's to fair. I'm, I'm not
0: gonna. I'm not gonna sit here defending the Chiefs' defense. Um, I just think that going through what we said about the Broncos, I think there's more question marks against the Broncos and it might all come together, but I it, I wouldn't be shocked if they were just that team in that savage division that won eight games and was really disappointing and people were just like, shit. Yep. But I just can't see, I can't see the Chiefs allowing that to happen even with, I think they'll just have to outscore like a lot of teams and just...
2: But then can um, they do that? That's the question. Yeah, I, mean, I think they will. To be able to do it. I don't think they've got the high score in offense. They're going to have to try and get the defense to let the other team score no more than, what, 21, 22. And they're going to have to score 25 a game at least. Which, when you think you've got Mahomes at QB, you expect that not to be a problem. And Andy Reid is your head coach to try and... I think they'll just
0: kind of go to more of a kind of, like, four receiver sets and stuff like that and just mix it up. So it's not all just on Juju having a great year or MVS stepping up. It's going to be just spread around way more.
2: But that's fine because if you did that to me and i was a coach coaching against you defensively i don't respect any of the four receivers outside of kelsey so i maybe double team kelsey maybe i don't double team kelsey I might just chip him at the line um and single cover him there that you man cover the four receivers and you just think well my pass rush is going to get there especially if you have khalil mack joey bosa especially if you have Chandler Jones, Max Crosby.
0: But their offensive line was was good somehow last year. They managed to sort that. That gives me more faith in Andy Reid being able to pull this together because their offensive line was a mess yeah, but last offseason and then, then they managed can to create,
1: fix it. If you don't have guys that can create the quick separation or you don't have somebody that can get as deep as quickly as Tyreek Hill can, that slows down the and whole player. The offensive, the offensive line has to work an extra couple of seconds maybe each time as well. And unfortunately, well, that is... Andy a,
2: Reid's going to have to scheme up some... Uh, and the thing with that's him, too, is stuff, you, you, you really have to double-team Max Crosby, so leaves Jones one-on-one. You really have to double-team Joey Bosa, leaves Khalil Mack one-on-one. So in those four games they play against those two teams, Mahomes is going to be under a lot of pressure. And then if Chubb Bradley Chubb is any good and turns out to be the player we think he's going to be before he got injured, then you've got another person on that side of the ball that's just going to be running after him, too. So i think that's the division where you can see where the arms race has really been in my eyes won by the other teams with Devonte adams and channel jones and max crosby etc by seeing that you've got the ability to get after mahomes and now the raiders have got an absolute elite threat to try and just outscore everyone they have anyway mm. so it'll be interesting okay i'm still waiting for you to take up take my bet for uh chiefs finish third or fourth but have a think about
0: it? <laughs> Still thinking about that one, Jazzy. Still trying well, to What do you it. guys think then about? Um, uh, so the Broncos have you? Have you guys got another team that you think? I mean, well, Broncos are the
2: of, first one I thought of.
0: Yeah, I think they've got the most question marks kind of across the board. Yeah. Um, but other teams, it depends what you think about that question, I guess, because we've already kind of talked about the Bills and their expectations. Like they've probably got the most pressure on them. Yeah. Of any team that's like a favourite. But outside of them, have you got any others that you think think Eagles have need to win?
1: The Eagles have got more pressure on them than anybody else in the NFC East, except for the Dallas Cowboys. I think the Eagles are being talked up so much to be the best team in that division, that if they don't, then it's going to be considered a failure for Sirianni. However, I think the Dallas Cowboys are under pressure, considering how their season fell apart at the back end of last year, Mm. and how, you know, they've paid money to Dak Prescott they've paid money to Ezekiel Elliott yet arguably Pollard's a better running back than Elliott at this point that's um, not arguable they 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 did give it's just definite big money to uh to Amari Cooper um And that didn't exactly pay off and take them to the next level. That offensive line has gone from being number one draft picks across the board to being like, ah, these guys are getting a bit on now and they've had to move people away anyway. So is that actually the Studley McStudley offensive line that we've seen from the. Oh, I've got a stat for you when we get two minutes.
0: So doesn't it, doesn't it? I think it's, it's a great team, Ollie. Do you think that that's kind of like the Cowboys are in that position basically every year? Well, Where there's always, always more. The there's always more pressure
1: yeah. on them than anybody else because of people like Jerry Jones in the organization or talk them up, and um, you know, it's Jason Garrett was the guy was such a middle of the road coach. Oh, is that? Eight eight, I think that took so much, so much flack, and Mike McCarthy was brought in to be the guy that's going to take him to another level. But I don't think I think Mike McCarthy's come in at the the back end of what was mm. perhaps Dallas's best time. So everybody is expecting him to take to, what up one level. And I think that Dallas team, whether it be because of financial restraints, because of the salary cap, or whether it's just players that were great are starting to drop off that level now. I think that, that they're actually in a, in a bit of trouble, but they're Dallas. There's always expectation, especially when you've got like, A fairly bum ass New York team and a fairly bum ass Washington team there as well. So that should be four wins every single time. Talking of the New York Giants, Shaverines joined us. (laughs) Yeah, good timing. Olive's just blazing out the entire division.
4: (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I came in hot. Jeez. Four automatic wins, and one of them is, is my former team. that's That's tough.
1: Don't worry, we'll save, we'll save the Pac-12 discussion for later on down the line, man. Jesus, we, oh, I really want to hear about uh, that. We need as well. to talk about that at some point. Yeah. How you doing? How you doing, boys? Sorry for being late.
3: How's
4: everybody
1: doing?
0: Yeah, good,
4: man. Good, buddy. Nice to speak
0: to you.
4: Good, man. Good. I'm ready for football season to get going. Uh, busy, busy time of the year for me, so I'm excited, man. It's, what are you doing at the moment?
1: Do you like study game tape for the pre-college season stuff or what? Like,
4: I'll, I'll start next week. Yeah, my first game is ne- my first game is next week. So next Saturday. So uh, I'll start. I have Cal where I went to school and UC yep. Davis, which is like a smaller school in California. Um, so it, it should be a good win for Cal. Hopefully getting things started on the right foot. Uh, it'd be big for them to, to make it to a bowl game this year. And I think they could do it. So. But it's going to be interesting, man. There's so many different storylines in the NFL and in college, just the landscape of the game and how it's changing. So I think this is going to be one of the more interesting years, especially football wise or in the NFL wise. The AFC is just stacked. So who's coming out of there? Who's coming out of the AFC West? I mean, I I assume in the NFC, we're going to see the Saints and the Bills. Um, that's, That's my prediction. But you never know. You know, like what, what's Tom Brady going to do? What's Aaron Rodgers going to do? Are these new receivers in green Bay? A lot of people are big on the lions right now. The Vikings are going to be better. <sighs> so
3: Come <laughs> <on>. <laughs> like, oh, I'm telling you,
0: I'm, I'm not, I'm not, but I, but How there can are a you lot be? of people. <laughs> <laughs> the, only, the, only thing that uh, the only thing I'm, the only thing I'm excited about with the Lions is their receiving core is legit, like decent. Uh, that's a nice receiving core.
4: You can make the argument they have the best offensive line in the NFC, if not if not the uh, the whole NFL. And Their defensive line is pretty solid as well. All those things, you know, are important, especially to a struggling team. If you can solidify an offensive line that's going to protect your quarterback and and help you run the ball and can keep things in perspective, mm-hmm. I mean, you can compete really with anybody. And they have the playmakers, like you guys said, their receiving core is nice uh Jared Goff will be steady I guess you know if he gets protected he's he's a you know he's an accurate
0: thrower like he always was he just doesn't make good enough decisions and right if it breaks down he's in trouble he's in trouble (laughs) of course of course
4: but I, I mean I'm excited um unfortunately um The Falcons are going to be terrible.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Drop that straight in. How How many minutes? How many minutes in was that? Was that three
4: minutes? I should have set a timer to it. Oh, we should blame you. Ollie. He came. He came in hot on my on my Giants, so I got so to shoot fire back. somebody. Yeah, but that was miss. You misdirected it at me. I'm
0: taking stray bullets. Shame. What's going
1: on? Uh, no one's uh, firing shots at the Eagles at this point. On paper, they're still one of the best teams in the NFL going into the start of the season. It's a difficult one to hey, play. Hey, when you
0: lose that opening game to the Lions, oh my, that's god, script is be oh my god,
1: crippling, crippling. Yeah. What do you guys think of the, the Eagles are going to be like this year, though? Dude, it's, I've predicted yeah. like 14 wins. Really, (laughs) you did. It's such such a nice schedule. I think you had them
0: going into the bye like seven and zero or something when we were
1: talking. Yeah, I genuinely think there's a chance to win the first seven eight games of the season without a doubt.
4: Because yeah, that that's one thing I haven't looked at with the Eagles is is their schedule.
0: Oh, have a look at it now. It's it's tasty.
4: I just don't see it. But let me let me check the schedule.
1: Don't see it. Unbelievable. I don't. I don't know why. It's it's the fact that we've well the Eagles have basically done what they did in the super bowl year which is they've bolstered up on the offense and defensive line so they have depth yeah. and therefore the ability to rotate as well you combine mm-hmm. that with moves in the off season to you know bringing in someone like aj brown the, the scariest thing and i'm sure i said it last week and i'll continue to say it is that all the reports out of camp and everything where the eagles look great except jalen hurts is really an accurate passer and it's like oh come on like that's the one (laughs) thing that you know is going to potentially hold him back if if that's going to be a problem because hurts i don't think has it but like you start with the lions then the vikings and the commanders then the jags the cardinals and the cowboys going into the bye in week seven Mm -hmm. Like they're all winnable games on the other side of that, you've got the Steelers, the Texans commanders, then a tough one against the Colts then the Packers, that's a tough little string, but I think they can beat the Titans then the Giants again, Bears, Cowboys Saints and Giants, I mean there's a lot of winnable Uh, games on the schedule like
0: are you Uh, playing you're only going to be like on paper, you're only going to be not favourites in like a couple of those games really, it's not you're not playing like the Bucks, you're not playing I mean, Green Bay, I guess.
1: I mean, it'll be interesting to see how it's, the Saints come out schedule. in terms of, I mean, Shane's just said that he's fairly hot on them, whereas I think... I'm some, big
4: on, yeah, I'm big on the Saints.
1: Some people aren't as hot on the post-Sean Payton era, and maybe there's too much like left behind from Payton, and it might take a year or so for it to kind of re-kick and re-jig in uh, with them. Um, obviously, Michael Thomas coming back after a year out is pretty huge for that offense where they have... a quarterback that's adept at finding their receivers mm. is another question um so the saints could be a real high or real low one same with the titans as well like the titans could put a good season together and that would be a really tricky one i think but they're coming to philadelphia in week 13 in december so i don't know i got and
2: that depends so much on derrick henry and Traylon burks doesn't it if derrick henry is playing well and Traylon burks is an aj brown replacement then yeah their mm-hmm. offense will still click otherwise i don't really see Outside of um, oh gee, who is their number one receiver now? Because they lost both Julio and AJ, didn't they?
1: Yes, so and that's why the Burks pick and why AJ Brown going was so interesting because it's because they had to believe that they're just finding a younger, faster, more agile and mobile version um, of the uh, of the receiver coming out of Arkansas.
3: Yeah, I mean,
1: they have. As Cody Hollister. They
0: got, oh, they've got Robert Woods, but he's Robert always Woods, always oh, yeah. There you go. Very yeah. questionable. Uh, I like Robert Woods. I think oh, he's, he's great. I just, uh, um, no, he's literally listed as questionable. So he's just, I don't know if he's. Oh, um, right. Okay. I thought you were saying he was he's questionable, he's questionable in terms of his no, qualities. He he's, he's amazing.
1: Cody Hollister yeah. was a pretty decent, hmm. like, cheeky They've got slot Austin White Hooper, boy, Jazz. Which, oh, they've got
0: Austin Hooper. <laughs> <laughs> I,
3: was like, I was just about to
4: bring up the tight end position with Tennessee. I think that's. How they how the tight ends play might be huge now that I'm looking at their roster. Yeah. They're gonna need they're gonna need some big tight end play offensively, in my opinion. I mean, if if you're losing Julio and AJ, and you, you replace him with a rookie and Robert Woods, who's solidified, but I don't know.
0: What it I like looks, though it is looks that, bleak if Derrick Henry goes down, though, doesn't it? That's
4: it, that yeah. One. If he goes down, it's a it's a completely different season Mike but their Vrabel's defense not, is going to be good
1: Mike Vrabel's yeah, not going to yeah. dick around either with like the Tannehill and then Willis coming in every so often or anything like that I, I can't imagine him being one of those coaches that starts to do the kind no. of funny jazzy plays I mean yeah. it's bad enough no. for, probably for him that Derek Henry throws a kind of two-yard pass every so often in a big game or something like that but aside yeah. from that sort of trick play I don't see him being the guy to like rotate or anything like that and upset the apple cart with a starting quarterback, which I like with Tennessee because mm. it gives them a strong, strong, it's just stable. Just stupidest position.
2: move ever. It's never really worked ever. That
1: no, I don't get to it. To be honest,
2: you either have one person you trust or you have the other person you trust. You don't just smatter them in because just ruins yeah. the consistency and the flow of the game for the offense, in my opinion.
1: I'm still okay. interested with the Eagles in that everybody's talking about the touchdown that he scored against the Browns and the pace that he had, Devin Allen is still not expected on most people's list to make the roster at all really yeah yeah nobody's putting him into the five-man wide receiver group that is likely to make it which i'm very surprised about in that i would have thought the whole speed kills modern day nfl style of somebody that can just open up the top a little bit you would have thought would be super useful with that sort of teams would be a
2: great gunner
3: yeah. Yeah,
4: but but then you but then your 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 thinking kind of has to change. I mean, if if he's got the speed to take the top off the defense, any any offensive coordinator, any offense would would benefit from that type of player. But is he getting lined up right? Is is he remembering his assignments? Yeah. Does does yeah. he know how well does he know the playbook? Can we trust him to line up right and actually run the correct route and not you know go rogue and do something else or line up on the opposite side and you know so that's where my brain goes. If, if if I see somebody that's that talented um who can legitimately help an offense, if they're not using him, then then, then there's got to be a reason, a reason for it. Yeah. yeah. You know, cause you'd be crazy not to use that type of weapon. It'd
0: be, be pretty funny if he literally just lines up and runs a, like, a poster out and that's it. <laughs> he Run anything else. They're like, Oh, that was good. That was good. But can well, you well that, well,
4: that's the problem <laughs> is you can't, you can't, excuse me. That's the problem. You can't have a guy just do that. Because yeah. then once everybody knows that's what he's going to do, it, it, takes away from, it takes away from the effectiveness. You need him to be able to run short routes, intermediate yeah. routes, deep routes. Not all the time, but you need to be able to throw that in there to kind of keep defenses and, and cornerbacks off balance, maybe keeping the coverage more um, vanilla in a sense. Mm. Um, you're not doing too much rotation away or towards a player knowing the route that he can only run. Um, if he can run a little bit of everything, you have to play it true defensively.
1: And you've got um, experience you've got aj brown zach pascal okay jalen rager devonta smith greg ward quez watkins like ward and watkins came on and were very useful last year uh, for a lot of it devonta smith's obviously been a uh, great acquisition last year he still looks so small to me and he still looks like he's one hit away from being snapped in two in the nfl but as long as he can be as elusive <laughs> as he has been then that's fine and it's difficult i guess to to upset that core group of receivers that the Eagles are going to have going into this season yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I I just I think it's a really strong showing from this they Eagles team. I really want to see bro. what Nakobe Dean wants to do as well. If he can start making that middle linebacker position his for mm-hmm. this year, um, James Bradbury lining up. That at was the a corner. great pickup. That was yeah, that was with Darius Slay so on the other side. Like that just suddenly makes yeah. it way more intimidating in that secondary, yeah. which we haven't had for a while.
0: It was a crazy off season. We just saw so many teams getting well like on paper so much better like this feels like more than some other off seasons like we were just shame we were just talking about the broncos before you yeah. came on yeah and i wanted to get your your thoughts on on them where they're sitting because we kind of placed them as like the team with the most question marks like they could win 12 games right they could win like seven and i don't really know which one's gonna happen yeah
4: um so, I mean, I live out. I'm not from Denver, but I live out here. And- I know.
1: You must have friends and stuff. Like oh, my that God. Yeah.
4: They're, they're ready to, to crown them Super Bowl champions already. Jesus. Uh,
1: oh, dear. And
4: I'm like, oh, you know, pump the brakes a little bit. I mean, the, 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 the good thing is they fixed the biggest issue that they've had since they won Super Bowl 50, and that was at the quarterback position. Uh, the bad news is they're in the AFC West. And that's going to be how do they how they come out of the AFC West is going to is going to determine if they even have a shot at the playoffs. I mean, you know, you're not competing against you're competing against the rest of the AFC, but you got to get out of the AFC West first. And that goes for anybody in that division. Um, I'm looking at the at Denver's uh, schedule right now at Seattle, at Houston. OK, they, they should be able to win both of those. But then you that's got so San nice. Fran, San Fran, Las Vegas indy chargers that's a tough stretch yeah
0: you've really got hit the ground running and kind of put yeah everything together in those first two games haven't you it,
4: yeah you got to give yourself a two-game head start because you don't know what's going to happen the next one two three four weeks then you got jets jags bye then you got tennessee vegas again carolina baltimore chiefs so they play the chiefs twice in the second half of the season you know it and I, I, I looked this up, uh, I think it was last year or the year before I was on a radio show. And um, for a while, especially when I was playing, the NFC West was like the toughest, in my opinion, was like the toughest, most talented division. Um, so then I was curious, you know, I would say the AFC West is the toughest, most talented division in this season going in. Mm-hmm. So I was curious, you know, how many teams from those type of divisions wins, turn out to win Super Bowls? Um, because you're battle tested right but at the mm. other time on the other side you're beat up and the Seahawks really were the only team i would say in the last 20 25 30 years to come out of the top division and win a super bowl a lot of those teams made it to the super bowl but a lot of those teams did not win the super bowl um and i think it has to go into every game throughout the regular season is you have to win. It's like it's you know. It's almost like a playoff
0: atmosphere. The a week. Sorry, Shane. The Rams were no. pretty tough last year. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, religion. they did.
4: Yeah, they did. Not uh, as rough as this, but right. Exactly. That's and that's that's my point. You know, um, the Ram, the NFC West was strong last year, but I would say the Niners and the Seahawks were okay at best. Mm. Um, and so you kind of
1: Cardinals had again huge drop. They dropped off, didn't once they? Hopkins yeah. Went. yeah. Yeah.
4: Yeah. Go back. When you guys have time, go back and look at like the last 15 Super Bowl champions and you can see the game, like see who they played. Typically, the losing team came from one of the most competitive, toughest divisions in football that season. And mm. I, I there's something to be said about that. I haven't really pulled it down to anything other than they're beat up and they're tired or injuries, maybe. And maybe, yeah. yeah, And the team that they're playing against isn't as beat up, isn't as tired. They're a little fresher. They, you know um, I don't know what it is, but is I just thought that was pretty interesting. So you, were, so you
1: were thanking God that uh you only had to face the Bills, the Dolphins, and the Jets, then <laughs> when you went to the Super Bowl and won it. You were like, Yeah, don't The don't Jets were all right. <laughs> when you were there, wasn't <laughs> it? The Jets yeah, were uh, Sanchez, uh, uh, whatever. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, don't worry about it. Oh, Darrell Reeves. It's fine. It's a one-man defense. It's all good.
4: <laughs> yeah. But it's, it's gonna be interesting. I mean, the the, Bro- the be honest, I mean, the Broncos defense was uh i think the third as far as points against they were the third ranked defense in the league last year so a top so they were a top five defense top three defense the offense was pretty trash but um you have two good running backs great running mm-hmm. backs in my opinion the receiving core is nice i know they lost um patrick um but russell russell wilson should be good enough and he still has enough in the tank so i see why people are high on denver um it's just this the, like i'm pretty high on the raiders too i think the chiefs mm-hmm. they i don't think the chiefs on paper are the best team in the division but there's a guy named patrick mahomes um you know and then the, the chargers got a lot better this year this offseason
2: well yeah so i've got a little bit i want to try and put up with dave that the chiefs will finish third or fourth in the division he's not uh, sure if he's take it or not what's really your question for it uh, what's your rankings of those four teams what you're going to finish up at the end of the year
4: yeah, I was thinking about that this morning. I, I think I like the I like the Raiders. See, the problem is I like the Raiders to finish second. Mm-hmm. But if the Raiders finish second, that means the Chargers then finish first, I think.
2: That's where I think it goes. I,
4: I will go Chargers, Raiders, Chiefs, uh Broncos. And I'm saying the Broncos are a nine and eight team. Yeah but it's just not good enough in, in that sense. The, the interesting thing is how are the Chargers going to handle success? How are they going to handle, like, if they get off to a hot start, kind of like how uh, the Cardinals got off to a 7-0 start last year and then just the wheels fell off? Handling success is extremely difficult to, for a team that's uh, not a they or they're, they're not always successful. You come into some new success and it's like, or are you looking at yourself in the mirror as we need to get better? Or are you looking at yourself in the mirror as we have arrived already? Um, and that, that, you know, um, it takes a lot. It takes years of success to learn how to deal with it and how to still manage to push through it. So I think how, how the Chargers handle early season success is going to be huge um how they were how they respond after their first loss but i'm really being on the chargers i think they did a lot of good things i think defensively especially
1: um it's it's the other thing that's detrimental for for denver is that you're you've changed we're kind of talking about this earlier and i was talking about the kind of intangibles that you don't really know where things can go wrong if they can do with kind of team chemistry team building and the fact that they're you know changing head coach and qb to the most vital positions uh on an nfl team whereas the rest of that division are locked in with the with the kind of key elements and have been been building pieces around whereas denver built all the pieces around and now they're bringing in the key elements that they hope will spark straight away and that makes life perhaps a little more difficult than it does when you've built the stable base first and then add the other pieces to the puzzle
4: mm. You're saying you're saying the stable base is the players or the stable base is the coaching staff?
1: Well, a, a head coach and a quarterback that know how to operate together already and they know that the system works and they can get the best out of each other in those sorts of positions whereas Denver a revamp to kind of both really.
4: They okay, I see. See, I would look at it the opposite.
1: Glass half court, I would look okay. at, I would look
4: at it as the stable base being your core your core group of players. Um, outside the of the quarterback and head, so yeah. yeah, the culture, the core group of guys, I would say that's the base, and then the quarterback and the head coach and the coaching staff that's like the cherry on top. Okay, um, because a good coach can coach good players, if a good coach has a difficult time coaching bad players,
1: I suppose the Raiders have got Josh McDaniels obviously coming in, and that's interesting That's big it's <laughs> yeah. big time
4: yeah their, their biggest issue is how the defense is going to perform but they're definitely going to put points up
2: um with charlie jones and max crosby they'll be getting after the quarterback as well yeah Crosby's
0: so good crosby yeah. just i um, was just watching absolute the um, madman the top 100 um players from last year voted for mm-hmm. by the all the current players and he was and he was on there and just the highlight reel from last year was
2: so sick just yeah. so, so quick yeah yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, he's great. So if you double team him, Chandler Jones is single blocked to the side and that's not a good place to How much be, did they though. pay for for
0: Chandler Jones? That was such a great pickup. Ooh. That's a great question. I mean, like, oh I don't know how they're affording all these things, to be honest. Uh, it's like, what's their cap situation like? They're like 100 million over or something. Man, all of these franchises I are so good fr- at
1: cap shuffling now, though. It's yeah. you know, stacking money at the wrong end of other deals and stuff like that.
4: So he's still, he's on the he's on the final year of his five-year, eighty-two million-dollar contract that he signed with the Cardinals. Okay. So um, I guess they're just paying him the last year of whatever that whatever that contract is.
2: So I got here that he's the deal he's got now is fifty-two point five mil over three years. Okay, there it is. Thirty-four mil. So they guaranteed. get
4: it. Yeah, they gave him a, a two-year extension on top. There it is. Yeah. That's what they did. Okay.
0: He's always been productive.
2: Mm. He's a very good player, Chandler Jones. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's like low
0: key. If he has another good few seasons and maybe some splashy playoff. Games you could see him as like a hall of fame kind of level. I bet he's got the
2: stats for it. I think part of he's, that yeah. though is because he played for the Patriots. That defense has never really had that one standout player, even though he was one of the stars on the team. That's always been yeah. Bill Belichick's defense and the way it's been schemed, rather than it's because that person's specifically amazing. if you look at some of the players that have gone out the Belichick system, not all of them have always prospered. I mean, if you look at uh, Richard Seymour, for example, was wonderful the Patriots, never mm-hmm. really lived up to his. Be- his Kind of potential at the Raiders, but that could be because all the things around him were not good enough. So yeah. that's probably the reason why Jones mm-hmm. gets less of a. kind well, of he's getting his pop issue. now, isn't he? Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah, what's it like going from a great Patriots team to a terrible team, Shane? I mean, you know, it's so <laughs> difficult to, to 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 work after you've been thriving in one place, and then you go somewhere I'm else. Or it's just not... <laughs> oh, no comment. Um... <laughs> hey, Shane, say
3: something about the Falcons now. Gonna... <laughs> going back to what oh, you were saying yeah. about
0: the uh, three
2: It's about winning and new winning and success. Do you reckon that's the reason why the Giants did so terribly after the uh, the picture on the yacht? Because it uh, had I a run of few I, I games they went in They went to celebrate and then yeah. three games won since.
4: I think that's more of a reflection on on just the culture that was yeah. there at the at the time. Um, you know, I was I was I'm from an area uh, I'm old enough, I'm sure you guys are too, to where we we knew what life like was like before social media or without mm-hmm. social media. Yeah. And so we don't like I've never put that much importance on it. Um but I mean, people that are like five, six years younger than myself grew up with social media always, and now I mean, even even the rookies now they've their whole life social media has been a thing. I don't know, so I I, it, I, I don't know. It's just priorities. Yeah. Is it something I
1: guess. you're noticing in the college game with the youngsters uh, especially now there's uh, you you know they can get paid for their image rights? Um, yeah, there is even more attention from. The young athletes in college about building an individual brand first, and then whatever it else is. second. Like.
4: Yeah, it's it's yeah yeah that's that's a big part of it honestly. Um, based on your following out of high school, the following you grow through college um, that leads to endorsement deals, sponsorship deals, more money. Um, there, I mean, it's even to the point now where some where some colleges. Um, are recruiting guys based or largely based on their social media following? But,
1: oh, no crazy. way, that's ridiculous. Uh, yeah,
4: it's, it's them, to that point. I'm guessing you're yeah, not a fan of that, so no, not even close. <laughs> no, not even. Like... There's a so there's a quarterback, um, out of California. He's uh, he signed to Tennessee. Have you guys heard about this guy? No, no, I forget. I, so he's in California, signed a contract to um, for eight million dollars to go at for t- to sign with uh, Tennessee he's a senior in high school he still has to play another year he has oh. he's playing this season in high school and he signed this deal after his junior year so he signed essentially a four-year eight million dollar deal with the University of Tennessee as a junior in high school Jesus
2: you just wouldn't play your senior year would you yeah
4: uh, get money well that well that's what it's going to come down to like, he get injured what yeah, what's, exactly.
3: Does
2: he get money now, Shane, or is
0: that that's no. money when he starts at college? Is it?
4: Correct. Correct. Yeah, I think he I, th- I think I think don't quote me because I wouldn't be surprised if he can collect some now or put some type of post up um, on his Instagram to to fulfill a contract or something like that. Mm. Um, but I mean, um, Arch Manning signed a five million dollar deal with the University of Texas and he's he's playing his senior year now. Um, so but yeah, you're right, Jazz. I mean, at some point it's like our kids gonna stop playing um their senior year of high school because if he goes if he goes out and has a big injury, I mean, now what? Unless the deal is already set in stone. And I don't know, it's gonna get weird, man. It's gonna get really strange.
2: But that'd be really weird though, wouldn't it? If you had college well, college prospects getting say guaranteed contracts from colleges and then getting injured, and you have NFL players who've had what two? three fully guaranteed contracts so far one of right. which we could argue about whether or not it should have been given out or not um yeah well two of them in fairness uh but mm-hmm. it's it's just a case if then you have it's almost like double jeopardy for the players because they want to make sure they're still progressing learning and improving on their game but at the same time they would really have to make sure they play within themselves to make sure they mm-hmm. don't get injured and don't yeah. take the big hit that takes them out it's that's yeah. crazy that's madness it's
0: yeah, a lot it, to put on a teenager as well, like that oh, young, to yeah. so like make a decision for. Imagine
2: someone, you 17, someone said, oh, I'll stand you for eight million. Yo, oh, great. Yeah, that's yeah. me done for life. I'd never have to try again, really. I well, that's yeah, that, that's what should, modern day should, football's thinking, problem like, is, though. That's what like yeah. soccer,
1: volleyball, modern day problem is, is that there's 17 year olds getting paid a huge amount of money and moving yeah. for massive deals, and it goes to uh-huh. their head way too quickly. And and are like... they
0: making the decision on like the team that they actually want to play for? Like, I don't know, the college in terms of like prospects outside of football and like the campus, like fun things that like normal <laughs> teenagers should look at, you know?
1: Well, we, right. we spoke to you, Shane, last year when all of this was starting to become a thing. And we were talking about how I think we probably had a slightly different take on it in that the NCAA makes so much money. The universities make so much money off these players that it yeah. feels really hard to be like, oh, you get a free education though. So, you know, there's that's where it equals out, like good luck right. and basically run a regimented military campaign for our football team, you know, like <laughs> don't have fun, <laughs> keep your weight down, go to training, yeah. do your classes. But yeah. actually opening up that Pandora's box opens it up to such another level then with high school kids getting recruited like that and huge amount of money going on their head before they've even got close to getting to the university than the amounts of money that the the kids, the athletes are getting at university, which which in some ways is correct because they make so much money for the university. But in other ways, it's been the kind of great thing to some extent of the focus on the game as opposed to the focus on anything else around it. Paraphernalia, yeah. I mean, you don't want to be bringing up in your commentary like guys oh, qb picked up ten thousand followers last season when he did this you like you know, seen TikTok dance.
3: yeah it's just yeah.
4: yeah. <laughs> well i will never speak about that um <laughs> you can you can uh trust me on that one yeah it is interesting i j- just that's why part of the landscape changing in college that's what they're dealing with and that's how it's changing um you know college football and then you know nfl football guaranteed contracts players I feel like there's more movement every off season now than there ever has been. Um, just as far as contracts, trades, um, you know, guys sitting out or getting out of deals and, you know, it's turning into like the NBA in a sense. I was about um, to say the same thing. Player power yeah. is
2: really taken over, which is, I which understand I'm good okay thing. with.
4: Yeah. yeah I, and, I, and I get it. Um, and I, I do believe the players should have more power. Um, don't get me wrong. And I believe college players should get paid. Um, but, you know, it's a it's a double edged sword in a sense, you know, you can't let it get out of control because I, I I firmly believe that, right, college players should get paid. But I also think that with that should come a, if you're making if you're making $50,000 a year or more, then you should have to take like an elective business class where Mm. they they teach you how to save your money, how to invest your money, how to use it, how not to spend it all. Um, So that way, when you're done with college, if football doesn't work out, you have something to fall back on. So I I think that like, it's good, but I just think that there's not enough, not regulation, but I just, it needs to be like, help these kids out. Don't just give them a bunch of money and then say, Hey, Figure out what to do with it like actually have their best interests at heart
0: can you imagine as well some like this is kind of a really cynical way of looking at it but i know it must it is going to happen and it already happened where like parents and like i don't know like other family members and stuff just getting in like and friends as well like we i think we've all watched i don't know if you've seen it shane broke the documentary yeah 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 nfl players like go and break the stats of like how many NFL players go broke within the first like two years outside of the game. Yeah. Like if you're starting that process even earlier, like yeah. 16 year olds and stuff getting millions of dollars, like the advantage that you can take of that situation, if you are like a nefarious character in their lives, it's just, yeah. that's scary as well.
4: I, I mean, if you're, if you're, if you're a college player and you're making, let's just say like $200,000 a year, which is, middle which is Great like middle money. to bottom of what players are making right now across the board in college in college yeah
2: oh my goodness me the
4: backup the back the backup quarterback for Ohio State in, uh, the backup never started a game for Ohio State made like two million dollars last year
1: oh I I in that is live the dream don't even have to get yeah. hit
3: yeah <laughs>
0: hey
1: don't worry about
0: yeah. those college loans yeah
4: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah so but that's but that's say right. you make say, say you make that money like in three, four years, if you do, if you're smart with that, you're leaving college with $8 million in the bank. Mm. Yeah. Like you don't even need football, go play and have fun and enjoy it. But at the end of the day, you know, it's almost freeing or it could be less motivational because you know, you have it. But Mm. what I'm saying is if it doesn't work out, like it does for 90% of everybody after they leave college, only 10% of us, continue to play in the nfl those are the guys that really need those business classes and understanding how to save it because football ain't forever we all feel like we're invincible and we're the best player because we were the best at our high school best in our town but so was everybody else and if you don't have the mental fortitude to get past that and 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 get through and push through those tough times that's why you see so many you know draft picks so many guys not last long in the league if you have eight million dollars because you were smart with your money to fall back on you know you you have a good chunk to start your life with but,
1: but they don't there's no chance surely of an 18 19 year old kid even 17 year old who's coming into college listening to that taking that on board I mean the NFL struggles with kids that have been through college. Right. They have the rookie symposium. They have so many kind of ex-players come in to yeah. give advice about all of this stuff. They need to get Brandon and Copeland
0: it's... to go around to every single. They <laughs> yeah, really do actually. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost like he's
1: got a business opportunity made right there for him to be. The amazing. Brandon Copeland University around. Tour. He's got like a Madden bus He's so just bouncing around all the big movies <laughs> <wheelies laughs> going around. Yeah. Eating yeah. Eating, yeah. eating Scotch egg um, with cheese in it as well just real. to get through the day. But the it is like that, how did how did how do you make a kid listen to that when there are actually loads of attempts to get young people to listen to that anyway? I mean, look at the number of lottery winners that are in their 30s, 40s that aren't able to listen to that. And they go broke within three, four years of like winning the lottery and stuff like that. It's, yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. it's, it's just a fallibility of man more than anything else at that
2: point. At the same time, though, bearing in mind that, as you said there, Shane, 90% of college players never make the NFL. So 90% of college players up until the NL- NLI deals came through were playing in college, obviously for free in terms of education, but weren't exactly leaving there with, I'm sure for some people, the best of education and the best of prospects. At least this way, they have the chance to have at least gain something for their athletic prowess while they're in college. And right. as you're saying about the rookie symposium, Molly, that's because when rookies come into the NFL, they're then suddenly thrust upon with all this money. If they've already had three or four years of it, or some people two years of it in college, maybe they'd be le- they be might feel a bit less flashy with it when they get to the NFL because mm. they've already had a chance to understand, right. think, okay, well, I've blown my first, say, 500 grand that I made my first couple of years. Well, now I'm not going to do that again because I realize how stupid that was. And you mm. might then get financially smarter choices
1: as you go forward. So you could play it both ways, really. Mm, yeah. yeah, it's uh, how the individual reacts. But then NFL money's then another step up for, for oh, some big players. And I don't know, I have found that weird in Hard Knocks and all the kind of inside training camp stuff where like the rookies walk out front and they say their signing bonus and stuff like <laughs> that, and everyone's like, oh, oh!
3: seven point six million! Oh shit. <laughs> and,
1: and I find that really odd because it's like... It, it, it jokes about something that is actually you know that's an immense amount of money particularly for somebody who's coming into it perhaps for the first time perhaps came from a like underprivileged background and everyone's like yeah. joking about it like yeah that's just pocket change now like whatever <laughs> and, like, it's so i guess it's kind of easy in a mentality to get sucked in and wrapped up into all of that whether you're Getting a six, a seven point six million dollars signing bonus. Whether you're getting like a, you know, a few hundred grand signing bonus. You know, the money's yeah. almost laughed at to some. Or even ten thousand pounds well, signing
3: bonus. Yeah.
4: yeah, and that's not that's not new. That that's been a that's been a tradition for. I mean, but, that was a tradition before before I was before I was in the league. So I I mean, when my rookie shows that we had to do, I had to. You have to say it before every time before every performance that you put on for the team. Did you have to sing a song, Shane. I did not I mean, some guys chose to sing a song. I can't sing. So what I didn't did do? do a song. We did like uh, me and a couple of players would do like little skits, making fun of like coaches or nice. or players um, and try to make it funny that way. Uh, but yeah, before, especially before the first one, you have to say your name, where you're from. Uh, what round you were drafted in and your sign, your signing bonus just so guys can like crack on you about it and stuff like that
3: oh, so like and it doesn't of- matter
4: it doesn't matter if your signing bonus was a couple million or if your signing bonus was 50,000 guys are still like whoa <laughs> <laughs> you're rich <laughs> so that that's 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 the you know that's that's like the joke about it it's not like oh you're so rich it's kind of just Playing with it. And no matter what the signing bonus was, even if it was 15 grand, people are like, oh, you know, just making it, make it light of it. Okay. Um, but yeah, that's been a tradition for a very long time. It's, so when you yeah.
2: were a rookie, did they make you go and buy a bunch of stuff like snacks for the meetings and stuff like that?
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah. During camp, we were responsible for like snacks in the running back room. Um, and then on track for away games on travel days, uh the rookies had to get together and you know the rest of the running backs would choose a place to order food from and we would just have to go pick it up bring it back so we could eat before we went on the bus and got to went to the airport and travel and stuff like that
2: what was the most extravagant order you had on that
4: uh luckily i was with i was with a good group of guys who never really and they most of the time they paid for it for us too they just wanted us to go get it so and they and they i mean you know, like they don't want the rookie to get in trouble and be like late for the bus or anything. So it's not like they're going to ask me to drive to Boston to go get some like crab legs and oysters. <laughs> yeah. um, everything with, you know, sure travel like very cool. well either. Yeah, exactly. Let's give Jameis
1: a call. He's got loads of crab legs.
4: It's more about the responsibility of like calling in that morning so that way you can pick it up and everything's ready to go boxed up. and. And stuff like that, but yeah, every position group, the rookies from every position group, were
0: responsible for that. Um, I would have like, thought that's some like a bit of a harder order if you're on the offensive line.
4: <laughs> yeah, well, they would have two guys. They would have yeah. two guys. Dude. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's that's too much. For we'll one have a person. thousand chicken wings, please. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you'd be surprised. They they take them down too. But if you've got to try and
2: keep yourself at 320, 330 pounds and still be athletic, you have to put away some serious food.
4: Yeah. And that's why, you know, this is completely off topic, but like, after after we retire, I see like big guys, like offensive linemen, they lose like 50, How 75 much pounds.
3: Oh yeah. Yeah. Like All Joe the skinny Thomas. guys.
4: Yeah. Yeah. All the skinny yeah. guys we like gain weight. Yeah. Like we are Cause we've never because we've always been we've always been smaller or slender or skinny, whatever you want to call it. So you never think that like it's ever gonna change, but it, it changes and it changes fast. Uh, but the big guys, most of them hate all the weight that they have to carry. It's just the nature of the business. They have to keep it on. But
0: I bet they just don't enjoy food at a certain point. When you have to no. eat like, I don't know, yeah. 6,000 calories a day or whatever they're on. like yeah, That just, must be just a chore. Well, just
4: carrying point. around 300 pounds on a day-to-day oh, basis. Oh, yeah, your joints I, yeah, no. yeah, it's just, you know, <laughs> I mean, luckily their frame, they're big enough to take hold it. But it doesn't mean they want to or that it's yeah. good for them. You know, so a lot of guys immediately drop weight, um, especially the offensive linemen. I see it more from offensive linemen than any other position. But
2: yeah, some D linemen get fatter.
4: Yeah. <laughs> but they're yeah. a different mentality, man. They're, yeah. they're, they're different type of cats. You know? yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're they're different, but uh but yeah, I, I see it more with offense, definitely more with offensive linemen than defensive linemen. But defensive linemen are are smaller in general, I would say. Well, Cause especially they have to...
1: edge rushes as well. You got to have yeah. that pace, and yeah. you they're want more to like not be as yeah, But they're to be still to... what, like two eighty? Yeah. Some of them. Yeah, but they're some like lean lot, yeah. muscle power. Muscle. But that's still like
0: forty yeah. pounds off some of the big. Some fifty or centimeters yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Who's been yeah. the heaviest player in the NFL? That's a trivia. Oh, it's, oh, that's probably, a, it's
4: probably Jordan Davis right now. <laughs> yeah, well, that probably would be it. He doesn't move was, like he's that. He that was size. what, like 380 at the combine oh. or something crazy like that oh. and ran like a five something four. Like, dude was a freak. Force
1: eight, wasn't it? Or something ridiculous. Yeah, right? something ridiculous. Yeah. Carried all that. Oh, my oh, Lord.
2: Okay. Oh, Laquan McGowan, seven. heaviest player of all time, 186 kilos, which makes What's him that? in. So 186 times 2.2 is 360 plus the 0.2, like 390. Oh. oh, my days. He was That's six foot nine to go with it. No, 376. There you go. 376. Yeah, you got a picture
0: you... of him? What is he? Ooh. Is it?
2: If you just search for Laquan McGowan, or just put heaviest NFL player in, it'll come up. Jesus.
1: Jordan Davis was only uh, a mere trim 3-4-1 at, uh, okay. at the combine when he weighed in, but he did run a four seven eight in the forty yard dash. So he's got, <laughs> he's got a step. That's ridiculous. <laughs> Can you imagine? That's a horror movie. There, you're getting chased by something like that in a dark alley. You know, just so t- current one is Daniel Falaleli,
2: just been drafted by the Ravens. He's 22. He's from Australia. 2.03. So yeah, that's about 6'9. He's 172 kilos. So third heaviest player ever in NFL history at 384 pounds. Jesus. Yeah, that's a big boy.
3: Yeah.
1: What did you ever have to buy the offensive line as a thank you, Shane? Did you ever have to do that? Because I know QBs have a tendency uh, of do it, just running back. Yeah.
4: It. Yeah. We would, um, we would kind of go in as a group. Um, so like we would, all the running backs would pull our money together, get something for our coach, um, and then pull our money together and get some stuff for the
1: offensive linemen too. Like a big load of slim uh, fast or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no,
4: no, the opposite. Get bigger. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. But um, or we would a lot sometimes we would do like uh like white elephant. So you just pick a name out of a hat. And you get and you get something for that player.
1: Don't have to call them um, white elephants, Jesus. That's way. just what it's called. That's just what it, I think that's what it's called. Or,
4: yeah, Secret Santa. The white the white elephant. Also, we did where you just buy it. You just you buy a gift. You have like um, you can spend like no more than three hundred, but you have to spend more than a hundred. And you just buy a random gift, and then based and then you pick uh, numbers out of a hat to see who gets to choose the gift. You know who gets oh, to, okay. to Yeah, yeah. The yeah. yeah, yeah. Swap stuff, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've done
1: that. We've done that a couple of years too. Oh god, I'd not uh, want to be fighting offensive linemen over like certain gifts. Now nah, you can have that one, actually, but you, that's, you have the PlayStation Four or whatever it like, yeah, is. Okay,
3: no. I've, I've got
0: this like I've got this idea of you guys all shuffling in together the running back room and just kind of throwing stakes to like this pit of like rabid <laughs> offensive linemen, and then just backing
3: out like
4: <laughs> like you're paying
0: tribute. That's, uh, we should have done
3: that.
4: It's actually not a bad idea. We <laughs> She got a steak membership.
2: Do they have to eat cleanly as well? As just off completely off topic back to them again quickly. Because of course oh, if they, they have to say six thousand calories, that's a lot to eat. Yeah, without... but no,
4: it's it's important for them to eat to put those calories on in a healthy way. Yeah. Just from a just from a performance standpoint. <laughs> they
0: probably eat like uh strongman jazz, like rice and chicken just eight times a day.
2: Tons of it. A lot of a lot of yeah. yeah,
0: a lot of protein, a lot of you know, but like you gotta
4: eat a lot of carbs too um and carbs aren't all that bad when when you're a football player and you're working out every single day so it's not that bad but just have mashed potato uh,
2: butter every
4: day that's what you should do yeah yeah but no they gotta eat uh most of them i would honestly say most of the offensive line were probably some of the cleanest eaters that
3: oh wow as far as far
4: as a position group i would say like like running back i ate whatever i was i'm still not a good eater (laughs) dbs ate whatever um you know and then, But the offensive line – quarterbacks were obviously healthy. Um, offensive line were surprisingly healthy.
1: But wouldn't, um, wouldn't that be part of as well, like, because you're carrying so much additional weight around you, you actually want everything inside you to be working fairly well? Like, you want all the pipes yeah, to be clean yeah, yeah, and yeah. everything? So well, at least it, you
4: exactly. You're already carrying 300 pounds. If you're any sluggish, it's just going to be even worse. Yeah. yeah.
0: Plus, but, like, if you're sensible, you don't want to come out the other end of the league and just – have liver failure or whatever because you've eaten
1: <laughs> yeah. trans fats, for ten, well, you know, um, diabetes, lose, yeah, uh, lose
2: both your feet within the first
1: two years of retirement, yeah, right, so, yeah. Whereas yeah, Marines walking exactly. back to the huddle with just a sting in the chest, like, oh man, shouldn't have had that Mars bar before we went out <laughs> there. Oh, so I'm a running back, I'm a running back, yeah. <laughs>
0: what was your uh, like post game food then that you went nuts for? Po- post game,
4: yeah, uh, you know, it was interesting because like. I wouldn't, I wasn't like very hungry right after games. Like it would like, I don't know my endorphins and everything. Adrenaline was just pumping. So I wasn't very hungry until like maybe like two hours after the game Mm -hmm. where I would get home, sit down, relax. Um, And then I would get hungry. And at that point it was whatever, maybe a pizza. Um, They always have food for us after. So I would take a plate home with that. Um, Or if my mom, if my parents were in town, then my mom would make, um some a dinner that i like a lot like her lasagna is unbelievable fried chicken is unbelievable so so then we would all eat like that but for the for the most part i wasn't very hungry after games uh it took a while for me to like get an appetite back is that just just because of like
1: adrenaline and everything you're going i think so
4: i think so and i'm not like not everybody was like that a lot of guys ate quite a bit after a game but i just wasn't very hungry i needed to like calm down decompress and like woosah
2: so what was the quality of the food like they put on for you after the game
4: uh it was good it was like it was like a um it would be like a like a spread of all types of different stuff yeah um
2: by your by by your team or by the team you're visiting so the the home team stadium oh so
4: if it was a home game it would be a spread if it was an away game then they would have like they would have specific a specific restaurant that like and there would just be like food bags and boxes oh nice and, yeah and you just go grab it before you get on the bus and then everyone's eating on the bus on
2: the way home best away about. trip for the food Ooh. i knew that was coming has <laughs> to i Ooh. mean i I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> imagine new orleans is going to be high up there but I. yeah
4: yeah it was high Oh, North Miami, though. You line. get some nice Cuban food. Any coming of the Texans? Yeah. Started. Texas. We always have barbecue in Texas.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah.
4: That was a good one yeah i don't know minnesota kind of trash range. like <laughs> green bay cheese and beer, what Trash, they're just cheese curds yeah. ranch
0: <laughs> yeah what are they famous for in, in uh minnesota do you think cheese some, curds some horrible white oh really yeah. cheese
4: yeah uh like wisconsin and that? minnesota are known for cheese curds what is that it, it's just it's like fried cheese it's like, it's, like what
1: they, it's like what they put in poutine. Poutine, yeah, yeah. Oh, poutine. Kinda, it's, it's poutine apparently, not poutine.
4: Yeah. It's oh, I, I don't know. I don't, I've never had Putin. Or I heard
3: Putin Ryan
1: Gosling or... say it, and he's a Canadian, so but that's one, my uh, source. That's the uh, Russian dictator, okay. so I don't want to get too confused. <laughs> by being like, yeah, man, Putin. It's great. Uh, Love yeah. it. <laughs> every time. <laughs> every yeah. time.
0: What about Skittles, Shane? Did oh,
1: you have
4: Skittles? Uh, I was never a big candy guy. Okay. I was never big on candy or soda for whatever reason um so i was you know i would have chocolate i wasn't a big skittle guy even if i had candy i would i would have twix twix was my was twix and reese's were my oh oh reese's delicious did you guys hear about the how skittles was putting like titanium in their in their skittles and it's like apparently this study came out like a couple weeks ago that's why i thought you brought this up uh the study no, came no, out just yeah. you know, this is uh, great study another yeah. uh, you
0: know famous running back eating skittles that's why was, yeah <laughs> <it was a laughs> apparently, apparently
4: apparently they were putting in this chemical which was effectively like titanium or some type of like metal in their in the skittles and they were told to take it out for years and years but they just never did and so now there's like this big lawsuit what? against against Skittles, um, and then you go and look. Right Apparently, Skittles is outlawed in like 30 different countries around the world.
0: Oh wow! Okay, okay. because, okay. because I, I eat Skittles on a yeah. not
4: infrequent
0: basis. Yeah, so this, yeah. is, this is <laughs> right because because of
4: this specific ingredient. What you like talking? so, like there's a bunch of countries that won't even allow Skittles in the country. And meanwhile, we're over here in America just eating them by the gallon.
2: Right. (laughs) I
4: mean, (laughs) some of the food stays in the States. Taste the toxin.
0: Skittles unfit for human consumption. Yeah, it's like really bad.
4: Oh, shit. And so it's, soda. Soda is like acid to your to your insides and to your digestive system. And then you not, add in there the
2: corn syrup as well, the high fructose corn syrup which is, yeah. I think, not allowed in any country apart from the States. And they literally have farmers subsidized to produce corn so they can make it. It's corn syrup, so, yeah. Madness. They you um,
1: have, have your Subway where the bread has more sugar than a yeah. Skittles anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Skittles 10%, 10% sugar which makes a cake. <laughs> yeah. but The thing with the Subway yeah. sandwiches too was
2: they also found traces of the same same material that makes uh yoga mats in it yes they
4: did uh, yeah Yeah, they did that now apparently they they took that ingredient out uh but that was like a big thing in the states a few like four or five years ago it's across the world
2: i mean that's the thing with as funny seen ireland say you can't have it as um as tax it's not bread it's not bread it's cake yeah cake yeah yeah
3: you know what's messed up though right
0: and i'm i'm a microcosm of the human existence here i'm part of the problem I'm reading this article, Skim reading this article about Skittles, and at the top, it's got a picture of Skittles and I'm like, oh, those look real good. Right <laughs> oh, I really want to taste the rainbow right now. That's a problem, right? Like, I just I just ignored the
1: toxin part and I'm like, Skittles are badass, okay. Well,
4: you know, one more I bag will... won't kill you, I guess. Yeah, yeah, it's
1: fine. It's probably what made Marshawn Lynch so, you know, beefy and bulky. Uh, you know, you couldn't stop him down. He's fueled by titanium. He's basically like Wolverine. I might
4: explain the grill in
1: yeah. yeah.
4: Yeah, exactly. Eat enough Skittles, you get a grill. Yeah. just naturally
0: damn you are an educator shane that's created problems in
1: no, my uh
4: in
0: my, life my brain
4: up. is filled my brain is filled with all these facts and, and information but i can't
1: remember anything important it's crazy <laughs> i assume they're not, I was... they're not gonna let you bring out these uh, lulls on the pac-12 broadcast this <laughs> yeah year exactly number. you guys yeah. see that thing about skittles this week <laughs> shut the fuck up <laughs> pac-12 brought you by skittles
4: did you hear about this yeah they get instantly cancelled yeah can't remember who uh who just returned the punt, but I could tell you about Skittles. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Man, I gotta yeah, ask but... you about the Pac twelve stuff. I know like we joked about it, but like what uh, you what's worried what's going on. It, the last time we spoke about Pac twelve, I gave you the genius idea of bringing two teams to London for the preseason opener. Instead, they've gone with the genius idea of sending two teams to another conference in twenty twenty five, which is different. It's a different All idea. Right. Yeah.
4: <laughs> yeah. So Nobody knew about it, um, so it was kind of just like, uh, from what I understand, there was like two or three people at USC and UCLA that that had were talking about it and and trying to bring this to fruition. The board of UC Regents had no idea. Uh, most of the chancellors didn't have any idea of the schools, and so the football coaches had no idea. None of the coaches for any of the sports knew. Wow. And then it, and then it just they just like dropped the bomb um i'm part of a Pac-12 advisory council and so we've had a couple meetings since then and it's gonna happen there's ucla and usc will still be in the pac-12 for this season and next season um but at that time in those two years the pac-12 is looking to add two to four teams um so now um so now the question is what teams do we add uh, how do we go about it how do we – I think the bigger question is how do we keep schools like Cal or uh, Stanford or Oregon, schools that kind of can get out? How do we – we got to keep those schools in mm-hmm. um, and and add another couple schools. I'm hoping they add a couple – two Texas schools. Um, I kind of want them to add Nebraska, and then I don't care who the fourth team is. But um, the interesting thing, though, is after all of this um, – the Pac-12 still in a good spot in a sense, money-wise, because the Pac we're about to sign a new our new media rights deal within the next year or two, within the next year, and so that'll be a couple billion dollars um, going Ooh. to the Pac going to the Pac-12. The Big Ten just signed a media rights deal for eight billion dollars uh, last month.
2: See, I knew culture was a big business, but no, it's that big a business. Yeah, that's right. just the t- and that's just television that's, rights. Yeah, no, completely yeah and that's not even the biggest conference i mean no i know
1: i know
3: yeah
4: but if you think about it so now what so now what's going to happen though so you're signing television rights deals but then you can also sell your streaming rights so you can sell streaming rights to apple um apple tv um amazon youtube you know so because that's that's a completely different broadcast that's streaming that's not you know, that's not television. That's broadcast, interesting so.
2: that they they break it up like that. Because surely mm-hmm. it means that if you're the television broadcaster, you'd want the sole rights to the entire yeah. thing.
4: Yeah, but it's not. But you can't if you're if you're ABC, you can't tell somebody that they can't stream. It's right, completely. Okay. It's a completely hmm. different area, region. I don't know have entity, if you will. As,
1: as the u.s um, so. like streaming hasn't really worked as well in the uk i think as the u.s has done like netflix and everything works that well but sports wise we've had a couple attempts yeah. in the uk to stream sports exclusively like and it, and it's not worked whereas the u.s seems to have that but is the u.s still so big and so varied in its demographics that there's still enough people that aren't really into the streaming idea that that's why TV deals are still worth that immense amount of money, and streaming is perhaps a bit of a byproduct compared to the TV deals.
4: Uh, I don't really know, I, I guess it, yeah, yeah I, I, it depends on the demographic you're trying to hit. Um, a lot of like the, the tough demographic right now that every um Every entity, every every streaming service, every cable service is trying to get in front of is like is like uh, the twelve to twenty four year olds, and
1: the worst, yeah. They that that, <laughs> that that's
4: that that's who they're trying to get in front of, and majority of them, sh- everything is streamed. Everything is on a computer or on a phone. Mm. Um, not too many of those kids are sitting down in front of TVs. Now, the rest of everybody is. But as far as who these, who these uh, these cable companies and and who these media companies are trying to get in front of is is that I don't know. We call it Gen Z, Gen X, whatever whatever generation that is. Um, They're all streaming, so that's why. So that's why why the NFL released
0: the NFL Plus app, which I don't really understand.
4: No, that's a money grab.
0: (laughs) Oh, okay. I don't see how that's any different to uh, Game Pass. I haven't understood it yet. Yeah, I don't. I the same Game Pass. But.
4: Yeah, it's pretty much the same thing. Okay. I don't know. We're gonna see Might this grab. year. That was that was kind of abrupt and strange. I don't know what they're gonna. I mean, I'll buy
1: it, obviously. Well, but... it's got a plus on the end of it, so you don't want to miss yeah, out. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's like, gotta have it's it. like Skittles, isn't it? You're yeah. Just like, <laughs> no, they're toxic, but I'm gonna have some. <laughs>
4: <laughs> but yeah, like like Apple TV just bought the streaming rights to Major League Baseball. I mean, so. Right. So, you yeah. So, I mean, this is going to happen more and more and more and more. Um, I mean, Amazon paid, what, $4 billion for Thursday Night Football this year? Yeah. Something something crazy like that.
1: But aren't they still Um, going with a Fox? Oh, they're going with a traditional broadcast crew, though, aren't they? We're still seeing from streamers that they're going to be kind of fairly as it would have been on a Fox or an NFL Network or an ABC and stuff like that. They're not trying too much of the edgy. Right.
4: No. Yeah. Yeah, no, 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 no. Yeah. I'm just I. I think it's this year where it's only going to be on Amazon Prime though, and not on NFL Network. I don't know. Yeah, that's what I heard. Shared, wasn't it last year? It yeah. was shared last year, and so I'm thinking that this year it might solely be exclusively on Amazon. But I guess you know we'll see first Thursday night and but, how everything plays out. But I know back, that's the goal.
1: Back to the college stuff for 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 Pac-12. Obviously, it's two huge schools that that get lost as yeah. well. I mean, USC and UCLA, UCLA perhaps haven't been relevant around a national championship discussion for a fair bit of time, but the, the pedigree and the history that comes with them and, and USC is the team that's kind of had their their ban from bowl games and is now trying to rebuild and look like they were trying to rebuild to come back to that real national forefront. But mm-hmm. do you think this sort of movement of, you know, you're talking about bringing in a Texas teams into the Pac-12, that it's turning it in the same way the divisional set up for a lot of for some of the nfl now it doesn't quite mean as much teams and divisions are a bit more Mm -hmm. spread out are we getting to a point where the pac-12 won't necessarily mean california and actually you'll have east coast west coast and it's then just a grab for which of these conferences can get the schools that they want
4: exactly and i i think in the next i think in that probably the next five years there's only going to be four conferences i think it's just going to boil down i i think we're going to lose either the ACC or the big 12 and every, and it'll be like, or PAC 12 and it, but it'll be like PAC 12, big 10, um, you know, sec and then one other one. And yeah. it'll just be those four. I, I don't know. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see how it all, how it all works out. But the importance of USC to, to the PAC 12 is, is, is humongous. Uh, when USC is good, the rest of the when I was in college, SC was really good. So the rest of the Pac 10 was recognized nationally. At the time was Pac 10, we were recognized nationally. We had um primetime games. Um, you know, we were just more relevant nationally. Um, but these last few years, Oregon's been nationally recognized, but the rest of the pack has not. It's because USC hasn't been relevant for whatever reason. When SC is relevant because they are USC, when they're relevant, the pack is relevant. When they're not relevant, it's really, really tough for a team from the Pac-12 to get into the playoffs, to get into the national championship game, just to get that respect from a national standpoint.
1: What is, what is
0: it going to? What's it going to mean to for some of the smaller colleges? Getting are they just going to get the boot then, and just not get any kind of uh, national uh, coverage at all?
4: Unfortunately, that that's kind of where it's trending, in my opinion. Uh, so the rich the, get the richer money,
2: and the poor get poorer.
4: Unfortunately, yeah. yeah. Yeah, And
0: the players as well, like they get to showcase if they go to a smaller college, they get to showcase themselves when they play yeah. the bigger colleges, even if they lose.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I mean, so it's not 72 to 14 whipping like how you can showcase your skills all you want. No one's paying that much attention yeah. to you. Oh, right? Scouts do,
0: scouts do, don't they? Yeah. I mean, yeah,
4: they pay attention to the first half. better have a quick step on that opening drive yeah yeah. (laughs) Yeah. exactly better do something quick because i'm about to turn this thing off um yeah it's it is it is going to kind of squeeze out the smaller schools unfortunately um the shame yeah but i don't don't know any way around it i mean money talks uh, you know it's it's big business now Mm. so is this the influencing part as
1: well of the of the rights that the players get to make money, do you think? Because the players, I know you said that um, coaches, players didn't know about this at USC and UCLA, but yeah. they, for instance, will want to be in bigger programs, bigger conferences, because then there's more media attention on them. So they'll yes, and that will feed into where they decide to go, which is why it'll all boil down to just four conferences by the end of it, with a kind of top tier yeah. and a lower tier. Of it.
4: Right. Uh, yeah. If, if I mean, if I'm a if I'm a freshman at USC, I'm excited for for moving to the Big Ten. Because I think SC will play well in the Big Ten. I don't know how UCLA is really going to do uh, in the Big Ten. But regardless, if I was at UCLA, I'd be excited because now I get to go play in front of 100,000 people in Michigan and at Penn State and Ohio State, Michigan yeah. State. I mean, I get to play in front of these large crowds um, where they pay attention. And if I go out against Ohio State and have a big game, people are going to be talking about me around the country now. Yeah, there's you yeah. know
1: five massive teams in that conference. Uh, arguably, yeah. that under the lights on a yeah. Saturday night, you know, Michigan in the big house since they put the floodlights in is one of the best venues to to watch any sort of college football. And if you shine on that mm-hmm. level, when ABC are putting it out with their primetime broadcast team, it's kind of everything yeah. you want. Whereas it's when a we, bit different when we spoke to you about the Pac-12 and not having like that floodlight atmosphere that attracts the national attention. Again, it's the thing that kind of just time zones kills it slightly.
4: Yeah, exactly. Um, And I I honestly think that there should be more of that where the West Coast is is traveling to the Midwest or to the East Coast and vice versa, Um, just for a notoriety from a respect standpoint. Um, Because, I mean, Oregon got a ton of respect after last year in week two or three when they went to Ohio State and beat them at Ohio State. Um, but I, I mean, why wouldn't you want that? If you're a, if you're a college kid and high school kid, you want to play against the best. You want to be on ABC prime time, you know, you want to play against the best talent. I mean, that's what you got to do. So I get it. I would be excited if I was a player going to one of those two schools, honestly.
2: So, so gonna... when you uh, left high school, say so you had teams in the pack 12 without USC, UCLA, we had teams in the big 10 trying to get you now would you still have gone to cal where you did or would you now think more about changing to a more not competitive but bigger stages yeah
4: um the well, when I, yeah well when, when i when i was coming out i, was, I graduated in 0, high school in 07 so at that time um uh reggie and matt liner had just left usc so, uh, and Cal had just won, had just shared um, the Pac-10 championship title with SC at the time. So, the Pac-10 was, like, extremely relevant. I mean, you could argue that the Pac-10 was the most talented conference in the country. You could have an mm-hmm. argument for that. So, at that point, I felt I just wanted to stay close to my family stay close to the west coast so my family could see me play because at the time my brother was still in high school so they would have to see him play friday nights and then depending on where i'm playing travel, yeah. you know try and travel drive up or catch a quick flight to see me play on saturdays so yeah i was always drawn to like florida state and texas but at the end of the day it was more important for me to be somewhere where my parents could see me play and my family could see me play um as opposed to going to that big stage because the Pac-10 was big enough as it as it is or as it was. I didn't need to go I didn't need to go to these other conferences to get national notoriety. We were my my freshman year we were number 2 in the nation for for a little bit. So oh, wow. we had we had yeah, we had the national notoriety. Um so I didn't feel like I needed to leave the Pac in order to do that. So more important for me was just to stay home or not stay home but stay on the West Coast. So it'd be easier for, for my family.
0: So I guess Especially that explains you your went point. up to New England after you got drafted yeah. as well. Yeah, <laughs> and then I go to the farthest <laughs> team possible from LA.
2: <laughs> I guess that kind of sums up your point you said last time about California not keeping its own players, like Najee Harris going to Alabama is a very good example of that. So yeah. if you pack twelve is weak and don't keep the best talent in house, then you get That's everything
4: a bit worse. Yeah. yeah, if you look at like four of the last five Heisman Trophy winners from California, um Bryce Young. I mean, you look at Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, uh, D.J. U, U, I, forget, I can't say his last name. That started for Clemson. Those are all California kids. Um, oh, really? Okay. Yeah. But just um, Garrett Garrett Wilson, the um, yeah, the Jets receiver. Now. He's yeah, California. Um, came on Thibodeau, California.
2: Hmm.
4: I know he went to Oregon, so I guess he did stay on the West Coast. But um, California is putting out a lot of big big high school prospects uh they're just not staying if all those kids stayed on the west coast i mean the pac-12 would be just phenomenally talented um but they're all leaving they're all going to the sec big it's, 10 you know it's
0: like when the U just drew a line in florida and took pretty everybody much everybody there exactly they exactly now them and then became a powerhouse like
4: yeah that and that's yeah and that's it and that's part of our when i'm on when i talk about the pac-12 council that's our main goal is how do we keep kids on the west side of the rocky mountains west keep them west of the rockies and keep them in the pack that's our number one goal is to figure that out um so you're saying
1: you you guys are going to build a wall i hear that's what i'm hearing <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the, says, rocky build the, the <laughs> Yeah, yeah <laughs> i mean
3: yeah.
1: have you got i know like obviously you probably can't say some things but are there ideas floating around of how you how that is possible without it just being financial incentive you know like
4: yeah it, it's it, it leans back to getting more teams um a winning bowl games would be getting into the playoffs yeah uh getting it getting into the playoffs is so there's things that we can adjust within the pack 12 to make sure that we have a team uh vying for a playoff spot each year
1: okay and i'll I'll leave it at that would you lobby for an expansion of the playoffs as well to to benefit that because i know that's something that's potentially on the horizon and some people are against it some people are are kind of for it i mean
3: Mm -hmm.
4: i don't see i don't see any problem with expanding it i mean we, we want we want we want the best team to win we want the best teams to be in it to at least have a chance and if expanding it is the best way then i mean to find the true champion then we should do that you so mean you, i don't
1: you, you didn't buy it when it was like a collection of 12 guys just deciding <laughs> oh that one's going to be number one that's uh, yeah, going to be number yeah, two that,
4: yeah, not yeah, that's, that a, that's <laughs> always been shady to me that's always been real shady yeah. uh, so i don't know yeah but i've, I've i mean if, it, if expanding it means we get more talent and, and more teams that you know what I mean? That that deserve a shot didn't expand it. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah, makes sense. We want the best team to win or at least to be in the championship. So, you know. I'm all for it.
1: That was so much like the old white man cabal in like the dark room. Oh when the yeah, BCS it's like, the, like the Oscar, that.
0: the Oscar winners that just like oh, the druids. That. No, I think yeah. we'll
1: have Notre Dame as the number one yeah. going into this year. <laughs> That'll work nicely for us. And Ohio State, those two will work uh-huh. out nicely for us. <laughs> <laughs> Stick so, them in the orange bowl; it'll be fine. Yeah, exactly.
2: <laughs> so with the talent in California, it seems to me like lots of the kind of high-end elite prospects that come out of college and go to the NFL seem to be coming out of California or going to high school in California, Texas, Florida, and some of them in Louisiana. Is there a reason why those states or some states in particular create good football players, other ones don't seem to?
4: Yeah. I, I've never really – I don't know. I, I mean, California, I would say, just based off of a population standpoint.
2: That's fair. Yeah, that's fair. It's same with Texas f- as well.
0: Yeah. Texas because – do they produce they produce
4: products? more, they produce a lot of basketball talent. High school okay, basketball. Okay. High school basketball in New York is like is like high school football in Texas. Uh,
0: okay. Maybe that's right, just okay. more of a just yeah. the culture in New York. They're
4: just favorite. Okay. Cur- yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um, I mean, high school football in Texas is like is a religion. So that's why you know, a lot of kids play, a lot of kids wanna play and you get better coaching, all that type of stuff. Florida is I think that's a population thing as well. Right. Um and I, I know Ohio puts out a lot of good guys.
2: Oh, of course. Yeah. Um yeah, yeah that's
4: um, literally
0: the most populous states, isn't it? Yeah.
4: They're up there. Minus yeah. New York, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, they're definitely up there. But that's also um, where
1: like they've got a strong history of like college football, Texas correct and, Obviously, Florida has had long periods of success with various teams like the Gators, Miami, Florida State. So it's like, it kind of makes sense that there's a culture around those areas where they want to see their local high school prospects perhaps going to. California is almost like the rogue element of that, where you've got such an eclectic mix of people and they're not Uh uh, perhaps. California's got a strong history of college football success, but it's not, I'd never imagine it being the same as a a Texas family, (laughs) a California family with that, right?
4: Yeah, no, it's just, it's just different culturally. Mm -hmm. I think football is just bigger in in Texas. Um, I I think in California, there's football is one thing, but then there's like basketball is extremely popular. Baseball is really big. Um, Just out of like my hometown where I grew up in California, at one point we had three players in the NFL, just from, our, just from our little hometown, three players in the NFL, like eight players in the MLB. We still have players in the MLB, some from my high school, some from my rival high school, wow. Um, so- soccer, swim, just some like random sports that like for whatever reason, like we just had a, a good crop, I guess. And, mm-hmm. and uh, but also I think that also goes to the competition where we're faced, like you face top-notch competition pretty much every week in california depend regardless of the sport um
2: so the iron sharpening iron kind of thought
4: yeah yeah yeah, yeah that makes you sense. know so like when you because like i also find like you know when when kids are like you know five-star recruit out of wherever and then and then they go to college and then like they're surprised when like these other guys are just as good as them and they're like they don't know what to do like they freak out like mentally they just They've never seen anybody as fast as them, or as strong, or as big, or as talented as them. And mm-hmm. now you have to now you have to do that in California. There was always somebody faster than me. There was always somebody bigger than me. There was always somebody arguably better than me. So I had to step up to the plate and prove that I was better. Right? Not not that's not the culture. That's not the situation for a lot of other states. I would say.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. You're yeah. you're not in that. You're in a bubble kind of thing, aren't you? your own bubble where you're the big dog and everybody else yes. is kind of running around big fish, small pond, real. Right, exactly.
3: Yeah.
2: What's your take on the uh, the Jackson State and prime time doing his stuff as a coach? Do you reckon he's going to have a chance to carry on building a program because of his name? And yeah, and that will then get notoriety in the country because of that.
4: Yeah, I, I love it. I love it. I think it's great. I think it's long overdue. Um, yeah, they had like the uh, fit, <clears throat> they had like a 59th ranked um, recruiting class, which is the highest ever for HBCU which is oh, right. awesome. They have the they um they have the number 1 player, the number 1 prospect, he signed with them. He decommitted from Alabama and signed with Jackson State.
2: Which is big, isn't
4: um, it? Um that's I mean that's that's huge. Um so I think I think it's I think it's great. I think it's, you know, you don't have to go to a Alabama or a Clemson um to get good coaching, really. Um and t- to be to have a shot to play at the next level everybody you know the thought process now is i have to go well not now but was i have to go to these big schools in order to have a chance to play on sundays now it's not really the case um and you can still get paid at an hbc or you can get paid anywhere yeah um you know with your name and likeness so
2: well, wasn't Especially, that, I don't I don't the corner as well wasn't he a cornerback
4: yeah he's like he's like a He's like a uh, they have him as an athlete, but he's like a he could play corner, safety, receiver, running back. So okay. he's you you to learn Andy all those less.
2: things. Yeah. yeah, you can learn all those things. Yeah, from yeah. <laughs> and
4: honestly, I don't. I mean, you're not going to get better coaching than Deion Sanders. Like you're no. just not. Yeah. You know, I mean, you could get like great coaching from Nick Saban, but you you can't say that that's going to be better than what Deion can teach you. From I mean, he did it at the highest level. You know, I so I, I, I Can love you, it.
0: you imagine him in a recruiting room as well? Like, no oh my How do you say no? How do you say
4: yeah. no to Deion? if you're sitting at the table in a room with Sanders, yeah, How do you say yeah. no? You know? <laughs> yeah. I'll I'll teach you financial up.
1: responsibility, invest in gold chains <laughs> 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 and, and a Ferrari on Super Bowl week. Look, you play uh, good, hard. play good, pay good. Remember <laughs> that yeah, as well. Exactly.
4: Yeah. Gotta look good to play good. You play good, they pay good.
2: Pay good, you die good.
4: Yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah, <laughs> they're all gonna have to bring back for week one his jerry curl perm or whatever that he had as well. That That'd be great. The gold, the gold <laughs> chain and the, and the gold
4: sunglasses. <laughs> Man, he was cool. He looked so cool.
2: Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But in fairness, listen to what he says on the interviews about it. He says that he doesn't want to just have an athlete, he wants to look after them and make sure they're making. The right decisions because again if you go right. to a, a nick saban he'll look after you from a football point of view but is he going to look after you from a point of view of becoming a better human or a man yeah, good, or, a, right. or an athlete and then also understanding finances because again Primetime got all the money in the world pretty early on in his career and has probably mm-hmm. made all the mistakes you can make so right. who better is a mentor and a teacher to tell you all the pitfalls that are going to happen exactly and see someone who succeeded the whole way through he'd probably yeah. be the first one to say all oh, that entourage you have around you, you need to get rid of all of them now because they're you hangers on if you want to mm-hmm. take them up for your ride, fair enough. But if you wind up with no money in ten years, they're the reason why.
4: Right. Yeah. I, I mean, he's lived it. Uh, he's done it. You know, he the highs, the lows, and and I mean, I think he's doing it the right way. I think he's. Uh, there needs to be more attention brought back, in my opinion, to HBCUs. There's some great talent that um, that comes out of HBCUs. I mean, it's not a lot, but the guys that do make it in the league are phenomenal and, and exceptional. Uh, whatever position they play um so i I think you know i think it's it's an avenue that you know i think they they just signed their own hbcus now just signed their own uh streaming rights deal so it's kind of like yeah it's kind of like hbcu live or plus or something like that where they'll they stream and broadcast all hbcu games nationally now that's huge yeah um so I love I love what he's doing. And I I love watching all his interviews and like he's how do you say you can't say no to that? No, you can't. He's so charismatic (laughs) and he's like smart too and he's funny, you know, and you know, and he speaks from a position of experience and you know everything I see it seems like he wants to take care, he wants to help his players, kind of like what you said, Jazz.
2: Yeah. Now that's not like the biggest idiot in this conversation. What does HBCU stand for?
4: Oh, historically black college.
2: Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. sorry i didn't know what that meant so- oh yeah no 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 <laughs> far.
4: i forget i forget you guys are all the way across the pond yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah Histo- yeah historically black college um and university right. um so that's like it's a lot a lot of them are in like the south mm. um but i mean off the top of my head eddie george walter payton uh team my teammate uh dominic rogers Cromarty. Um Did John Stallworth Ter- come from one of those Terrell Owens. Who?
2: John Stallworth, the Steelers receiver.
4: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep.
1: So like the guys that
4: make it are like, I mean, Hall of Fame caliber T- type yeah. guys, you know.
1: So tendency to cry a bit in T.O.'s case, but I'll forgive him for that, you know. <laughs> 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 he
3: is just, he's uh, just his quarterback, man. That's I'm my crazy. quarterback. Yeah, man, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Donovan McNabb
1: was your quarterback and you ballsed it up for us. Thank you very much. Uh <laughs> He played on a broken, broken freaking leg. Yeah, mm-hmm. whatever. I mean, any ball Yeah, <laughs> yeah <laughs> well, McNabb's throwing out. up in the huddle. Don't <laughs> think McNabb yeah. was a problem there. <laughs> <laughs> never enough. Yeah, I've not forgiven Donovan McNabb either for uh, not turning up to the interview that we had scheduled with him at the Super Bowl. Didn't show. That was heartbreaking, man. Heartbreaking. Oh, no. oh really? Yeah. Brutal. Brutal. They no, oh, no, never this? meet your heroes, but I think yeah, that was, was this year. To... I think it was this year. Yeah. And uh, we were like, we're getting McNabb. I was like, oh shit, we're
0: getting Man, McNabb. I don't think you He's told I don't think you told us that,
3: Ollie. Yeah, yeah. Probably well, because I, he was so upset. I, I was, he was so crying e- the whole I time. I was
1: so excited <laughs> about the fact that we were going to get McNabb, and then uh, and then he didn't show up, and it was like, oh, oh. Yeah. Uh. guess that's it. We had Pat McAfee. It was fine. Kind of next. Best that's it. far better. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah it's <was> great. Probably <laughs> yeah. a better interview. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> let's get back to NFL quickly. Uh, Shane and um. You mind if I backs? run to the
4: bathroom real quick before we?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Sure. yeah. Right, Go yeah. nuts. Well. I'll be right back. I'll be right back. Because I want to ask, uh, <laughs> I want to ask Shane about like the proper running backs for this year. Uh huh. Um, Travis yeah. Etn, actually getting his first year in the NFL, and kind of not many people are talking about him. And I, mean, I want to know if he's any good, or if actually being rested after an injury last year and avoiding the whole Jaguars mess. Who are the wow. other?
0: Um... Who were the running backs drafted this year? There weren't any great.
1: Wasn't a great Jets. What in the was that
2: in the first round, was it, Jazzy? Oh no, 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 no. I think he was second. So so running
0: back didn't go in the first then? That's probably why oh, it's no not on my radar.
2: I don't think they did. I mean,
1: running right. back's twenty twenty two draft. Yeah, it wasn't a um wasn't a strong caliber attack. Maurice Ch- Oh no, what were we doing here? Fuck. First one was Brees Hall at the 36th overall pick.
0: Okay.
2: Yeah.
1: Okay. And then it's a long way down after that for the next one. No, no. Oh, right. Kenneth, so Kenneth, no, no. Kenneth Walker, the about, third. Oh, about, yeah, about yeah, Kenneth 41. Walker, Seattle. And then, oh, uh, James
0: Cook was an interesting pick. There was some buzz about him, obviously. The he's...
1: Yeah, and Buffalo could do with adding to their running Got back group brother. anyway.
0: And there's
2: the... um. There's the Chiefs chap as well, isn't there, that everyone keeps talking about?
0: I know that the Falcons picked up. Oh, yeah. Where the is fifth round. Tyler Algieri. I can't say his name. From BYU.
2: Who's the Chiefs running back that's getting all the praise at the minute?
0: Uh, Yes, I know who you're talking about. Chish Ch- something?
1: I think he's uh, going to be the Isaac number one. Pacheco. That's it. Pacheco. Yeah, Rutgers. Was yeah. he a... Was your draft pick this year? Seventh. Bloody hell. Seventh round pick. Well, yeah, yeah I've heard I've heard a couple of things about him. I don't buy preseason hype. <laughs> I just can't be bothered to like. Yeah. You've been hurt before. Well, it's just I mean, even like with this Eagles thing, the number of times that I've seen people going on about that Devin Allen catch, and like it's not that impressive. Like, it's a really nice ball from um, Sinton to pick him out. But it's uh it's yeah. it's, a, it's it's one move where the defense was lined up in basically a, a coverage that was perfect for that kind of little seam route through the center of the field, yeah. and because yeah. he's got the speed to get over the top, it looks great. Yeah, but it's the thing is, one if, if
0: you get to the NFL, you can any one of these guys can do one play like that, or two plays like that. It's just whether you can do it consistently. consistently. Yeah,
1: and as I, I, I mean, say, you know, it's difficult to like actually. That looks really splashy and great, but you can find all of those from college of every single one of these players because they've all got seven or eight plays from three years Milo in rooms. college two years in college that they yeah. can do that so yeah pre-season just is nothing it's and happening. clearly
2: sinzen can throw a deep ball unlike jalen hurt so
1: Oh, so you're saying he should be the
2: starting QB for Philadelphia? Hey, I'm just saying it. that he, he, if he got a long connection on TD, that's a good start.
1: Look, I like I like quarterbacks that can throw as opposed to run. So uh, you know, I'm, I'm more I'm okay with that. Garner <laughs> Minshew's apparently been playing really well as well as our... He's good, man. He's great
0: backup. That's, yeah, I just yeah. don't imagine... Minshew
1: mania crap as well. Like all the mustaches and everything. I think that I think Eagles oh, fans are get real tired on. real quick of that. Nah, we don't fun, do dude. fun. Yeah, because oh, let's not let's
0: not have fun sorry ollie's the fun police is here don't have fun while watching football they would
1: just be burning like fake mustaches outside the link after two games of minchu or something like that they're the kind of people that, well, do that, that. that's it's okay
0: that's kind of funny <laughs> <laughs> so i'll be having fun
2: it is actually quite amazing that ollie's not from philadelphia but he behaves just like a philadelphia <laughs> mate he's <They've That's> just <laughs>
4: absorbed it he's absorbed all of it <laughs> now he's I also heard. Speaking of backups, I heard Joe Flacco has been ripping shit up since. Uh, yeah, since but he's Zach not been banging anyone's
2: down. mom, has he? Oh
4: good
3: yeah. I don't even know if
2: it, I don't know if that's. I don't know, man.
1: That's if, gotta be know. true. Come on, I, I mean, know. some of, some of Zach
2: Wilson's mom's friends are also really hot. Well, yeah, probably. Have you what not it? seen them on like Instagram when uh, his, his mum has been doing like their live streams or whatever? Has been oh, doing like a real research. Or two. And they no yeah, It's, it's, what's it's what's been everywhere. It. It's,
4: it's everywhere. He says it's everywhere. I haven't seen it.
1: So I <laughs> <Jazz laughs> has seen it. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's like five dollars a month, I think, on OnlyFans, Shane.
2: No, no, fifteen, fifteen. Come on, come on, big class.
4: You must have the promo code for the discount.
0: see. It. Is
2: that where you get an NFL plus, is it?
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you Zach Olsen's mum's friends. Come on now. Hey, uh, Shane, we were going to ask you about uh, running backs this year. Okay. Is there anybody... We were just having a look through the draft, and we had to look quite far down to find and many a lot of running backs. Is yeah. there anybody in this draft that you think is going to be a surprise star, or do you know a lot about this? Uh,
4: you mean from uh, from the draft this year? Yeah. 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 Um, let me let me pull them up so i don't forget anybody because there are this was like
2: an interesting year um nfl so Brees hall was the first one taken by the jets and i think that was quite a good pick but that's based on me watching people play madden and and draft him and then see him run for like yeah no I,
4: i i like Brees hall um let me see which team. Jazz has
1: done more game uh, game tape study on Zach Wilson's mum's friends than he has on the running backs <laughs> in the NFL. I mean, I I have priorities here. I got them right.
4: Uh, yeah. I check the tape. She's got a. She's got that a great, would be hilarious. She's you got a great action a on her. That thing. one.
1: <laughs> oh my, that's too cool. Uh the that's this weird. podcast does not represent any of the views of Verge magazine. Sorry, we should have said that way in advance. <laughs> or jazz. It doesn't represent the views yeah. of jazz alone.
0: Yeah,
2: that's yeah. Just... <laughs> oh, okay.
4: So I'm really big on Brees Hall. Um I really like not, why can't I find the list? I'm trying to go off the top of my head. I can
0: read them if you want.
4: Um I like Isaiah Spiller. Who um, where did he go? That's what I'm trying to find.
0: Isaiah. Oh, I got him. Charges. He went to. Okay. Yeah. Texas A&M. What about James Cook? Dalvin Cook's brother.
4: Um. Let's see. Let's see why isn't this showing me? Um, I like him. I like him. He, he's um. I I think for a lot of these guys because that's what I was going to say uh, for a lot of these guys, it depends on the situation that they're going into. This was an interesting draft for the running back position as from a standpoint of, there was no like outlier. There was mm-hmm. no guy that was just so much or two or three guys that were just so much better than everybody else. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not saying that that's a bad thing. What I am saying is the crop of guys that were there, they're all solid backs. Yep. It's like, so from that standpoint, it's going to determine it's going to depend on the situation um the offensive scheme that they're in um the type of opportunities that they get that's going to determine the success or or not success um, or not having success but um i really i like the guys now we're seeing you know players especially for the running back position i'd say more than others um aside from maybe um linebackers are changing quite a bit but all these guys are coming out of are coming out of college with like a complete skill set.
3: Mm-hmm. more,
4: more, so, more. So I saw it more this year than, than past years, um, just because the position in the NFL is changing. So I, I think it, it takes a couple of years for it to trickle down to college, but now we're seeing college guys that can catch college guys that know how to run routes, college guys that can run the ball as well. Um, the biggest thing is pass protection. Um, some of them can, some of them don't want to. Um, but
2: I can understand that having seen yeah. like Kevin Embudo <laughs> come around the corner, you think I don't really want to be blocking him.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I, I mean, I, I from that standpoint, I think all the guys have a have a good skill set and, and something to work with. The unfortunate part is it's gonna a lot of it's gonna depend on the situation that they were drafted into and what that organization and what that running back room looks like, what that offense looks like what the offensive line, what the quarterback looks like, and all that type of stuff. Um, Who else? I was really big on Kyron Williams out of Notre Dame, too. He's a smaller cat, but he's super, super quick and and shifty. Um, I like the dude out of Arizona State. Mm -hmm. Uh, White is his last name. I should know it because I covered him last year. Um.
3: Was just
2: about to He got
4: drafted he got drafted by the the Bucks.
0: Ricard White is that
4: him? Yes. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. Rashad White. Rashad White. Rashad, Rashad White. I think he's he, I think he's going to be a really good back. Um yeah, I really liked him. So, I mean th- those are probably my top those are probably my top 3 guys. I think I don't I don't think any of them maybe Brees Hall will have the opportunity, but um I don't think yeah, any they, of them are them gonna are the like starters, s- yeah. steal the show. Yeah. Yeah, Brees Hall will start. Uh-huh. Um, but I don't think any of them, I think he'll start, I think. Um, but neither one of them are, are gonna like steal the show kind of like a Jonathan Taylor did. Mm. But um uh-huh. but they're all solid backs. Um well the one that we're that I'm waiting on is B. John Robinson out of Texas uh he's at he's still in college um but this is gonna be his last year in college and that dude is a baller he is Was he a nice. senior this year i think he'll be a junior this year okay but, mm-hmm. but he'd be dumb to stay he'll see he a, he a first leave round
0: kind yeah. of level okay yeah is yeah. he a big guy or nifty or
4: about, he's
1: like he's probably like uh
4: he's probably like my size so like 5'10 uh 205ish but he's okay. but he, too small for the NFL then man. But my <laughs> But my 205 and his 205 look completely different. different. Um yeah and he yeah he can he's great at everything. Um he's a playmaker. He's the best. He's the best player on that team. Um hands down. He's a man. So <clears throat> he'll go first round next year in next year's draft um, regardless of what happens to Texas this season. So And do you think how an impact
2: like Saquon had at the Giants? just light up
4: yeah i mean wait, wait are we sorry are we saying he's like saquon or Are you saying we want to then, play like- so
2: when saquon entered the league as a rookie of course he played really well and lit the league up and mm-hmm. outperformed what we expect to get from a rookie running back would you think he'd be on that sort of level when he entered the league
4: it's possible it's possible um very 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 much so yeah
2: back to what you said though depends on situation o-line
4: TV, yeah all the rest yeah, of that yeah, stuff
2: yeah. too yeah yeah i
4: learned that yeah
1: you you mentioned there like pass protection and obviously like a lot of college systems because they're so much more fluid um uh, and particularly running things like the option perhaps pass pro isn't as much of a big thing as when you get to the nfl and you actually need to protect like the backside yeah. of tom brady or someone um yeah. they're like are there conferences perhaps or like colleges that tend to actually build a better pass protecting back? And we see NFL teams likely more looking towards that way than anywhere else in the country. That's a really good question. Well, cause if they can all do everything, then it's like, well, that's the one thing that separates that's you. Would have thought. Yeah. Like I can put him in and right. plug him in and he knows how to pass for a away.
4: Yeah. I don't think it's, I don't think it's, I don't think you can say that break it up into conferences because the big 12 passes the ball more than any other conference, but their backs don't pass protect. A lot of times they, their backs are out in the route
3: mm.
4: um, right. and a lot, and that's not a conference that's known for blitz because there's so much pass. They'd rather cover Um, pack 10. It, it, it depends on this. It depends on the team and their, and their offense. I got good at pass protection because my running back coach at Cal wouldn't like st- he, he wouldn't put you on the field if you couldn't pass protect. And he was big on it and he drilled it into our heads. And it wasn't something I wanted to do when I first got there, but it turned into like something I took a lot of pride in and something I ended up liking. Um, you know, it's, it's so much pass protection for the running back position is like want to, like, if you want to block this dude, you will. If you're, like, hesitant and not sure, you're probably not. Mm-hmm. But if you want to go smack him in the mouth, then you'll do that. Um
2: what if it's Aaron so, Donald though if you're running back? Then what happens? Huh? I yeah. what who? What? <laughs> yeah, yeah.
4: <laughs> uh, no, no, no. No, we're talking linebackers and safeties. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
3: No, 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 no. That, that's not that's my a brutal responsibility. assignment.
4: That's above my pay
2: grade sort of thing. Yeah. That's
4: not my responsibility. If he comes through, I'll dive as hard as I can into his knee and hope that that brings him down or at least slows him down. But I, I'm like I'm not standing in front. Of, like for me, it was Dominican Sue One time came through. And what do you want me to do with that, coach? Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so what I did went you as do? much as his left
4: leg. Like I just <laughs> I just dove at his thigh pad as hard as I could, and yeah. I hit him. I mean, he stayed up, but I mean, he gave Tom an extra point three seconds. So I,
0: that's
3: you know. one of the I scariest. Mean, guys yeah, that's not my job, ever. man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
1: what did you uh, What did you make of the the Pass block on Kayvon Thibodeau in preseason that a lot of people were talking about and you know went for a knee and Thibodeau seemed to basically be caught between two minds so he kind of paused whereas somebody Mm -hmm. else then came across and chopped down at the knee which doesn't look great and loads of people were saying fine him suspension it's preseason all that kind of thing right If,
4: if, if we're saying we can't say that Kayvon Thibodeau hesitated and then it was a dirty block if he hesitated That's the problem. You got to go. You know what I mean? Every time when you hesitate, you're putting yourself up for a lot of risk uh, in football. Unfortunately, you just got to go. You can't, you can't try and play slow. You can't try and play careful. You can't try and play hesitant. You just have to go. Otherwise you're going to put yourself in really, really bad situations.
1: Yeah. Yeah. All right, Shane, uh, top five running backs that are going to lead the league in yards this year. Estimation.
4: okay
1: top
0: five top five is that total yards ollie or yeah yeah, yeah, yeah it's run, running back yardage
1: on the growth. so just just rushing, rushing yards yeah rushing yards
4: i'll put in no no specific order Najee harris
2: hey, hey that's
0: what i do um, oh jazzy likes
4: that uh no specific order Najee harris alvin kamara um, I gotta, I gotta go with Jonathan Taylor. Yeah, I gotta go with J.K. Dobbins. Surprisingly, okay. okay.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: And he's he's kind of like my dark horse. And if I had another dart, if I had another one, because I want to say Derrick Henry. Yeah, I think you- so. I'm gonna say Derrick Henry.
1: Oh, you're leaving uh, out yeah. Dalvin Cook then? Okay, all right, okay.
4: I, yeah, yeah, it's I know. a lot of good running backs.
1: It's, I know.
4: If I was to replace Dalvin Cook with anybody, I would replace him with Jonathan Taylor.
1: Oh really? You don't think it's gonna be as uh, like a back to back big scene I mean it's tough to do.
4: It's tough to do. That's that's all. not yeah, that he yeah. can't. Not that he can't. Um but teams are gonna QB be like as well. I mean the goal maybe like to beat the Colts this year. Number one on every defense's list is going to be stop Jonathan Taylor. Yeah. Mm. Like that's going to be the top goal on everybody's list. Um, and so that change that, that changes a lot, you know. Just preparation. Not that they weren't preparing for him last year, but for a lot of the guys, that was their first time playing against them. And once you play against somebody once, you kind of you understand how they maneuver, how they move, how they how they cut. You know, um,
2: and the
0: speed uh, that's the thing about Kamara and like Henry and stuff. They've been doing it for years now. Like, exactly. it doesn't matter if you scheme up anything. It just if they're also, healthy, they're going. Yeah,
4: and I also think Austin Eckler is going to have a big year this year. Yeah, totally. I would have said yeah, that. Yeah, I love that. And yeah. and I think Josh Jacobs is going to have a big bounce back year this year. Yeah, in this offense, yeah. I really but that's, that's why I was really like asking Josh like Jacobs.
0: total yards as well because Eckler yeah. could definitely be
4: yeah like Out top back. three total yards. Because if sure. we're talking total yards, I would even th- – total yards, I would throw Aaron Jones in there too. Mm-hmm. I think Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon are going to have to have career years in order for the Green Bay Packers to be relevant this year mm. uh, just because of the, the new receiving core. They're going to have to lean on on the experience and the experiences in the backfield with that team, literally. Uh, I mean, the two backs and Aaron Rodgers.
1: Um, yeah, he ain't happy, is he, Yeah, Aaron, with what he's seen so far? I mean- yeah, he w- he
4: probably won't be happy until like week six. You know, it's going to take a minute for it's going to take some games for everybody to get on the same page and, you know, uh, but they'll get
1: there. They'll make the playoffs. Don't get me wrong. Um, well, I got
2: a pretty crappy division. So pretty much yeah. Lions, Is it going to be the Ayahuasca
1: guys. bye week for the Packers. <laughs>
4: hey if it works shit whatever
1: <laughs> whatever works takes them out into a retreat in the middle of the wisconsin somewhere in the snow get them down ice fishing or something like that for the bye week and uh yeah sits down and gets some more huffing on ayahuasca open, open their minds not their hands as the ball comes to them kind of thing
4: <laughs> yeah uh, i i mean as soon as i read that i was like oh They're about to have a field day with this one. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Oh, yeah.
4: (laughs) Not that he cares. I think at this point in this season, like when we saw Aaron Rodgers walk in looking like Nicolas Cage, I I think he was just like, fuck it. (laughs) This is just – that's going to be the title of this season. Fuck it. I'm going to go out. I'm going to ball. But at the same time, I'm going to – I'm going to give them shit to talk about that. I don't even really care about like what I'm wearing, the ayahuasca, the he's going to say something else like halfway through the season, that it's going to be another headline. And he's like, I'm just going to play with these cats and and go
1: ball. Um, He's got nothing to prove, does he? I mean, no, it's great uh,
4: for the media as well. Well, I don't know. He does have a lot. Does he have something like, that's another
1: conversation. Does he have something to prove? I I don't know the answer to that question. I I guess it depends
4: on what you on, where you hold him.
1: I was going to say, it, isn't it the camp that he falls into with you? Of He's actually been detrimental to some extent to the Packers to winning another championship because he's Aaron oh. Rodgers and stuff that he has done and influenced perhaps in the locker room. Or is he Aaron Rodgers' greatest quarterback that we've seen in, in modern era, arguably in terms of his ability to throw the ball, back-to-back MVPs, already won a Super Bowl. like He is just that good.
4: See, for me, it comes down to how highly in regard you put Super Bowls, and I put them pretty high regard. So from that standpoint, he has something to prove. <laughs> from from a success stat, who he is as a quarterback standpoint, he has nothing to prove. Um
3: it does make I me mean,
2: wonder, though, whether or not one of the greatest travesties in American sports has been the Green Bay Packers have gone from Brett Favre to Aaron Rodgers for what's that 30 years now and they've only had two super bowls to show yeah, for it
3: yeah
4: that's yeah that's the thing and yeah, rogers has been to one super bowl
0: but peyton manning only won one with the colts right and but,
4: they, yeah, but, but, but then he, he did, did but then I mean, he get another one with the broncos
2: mm-hmm. and went to two more as well but he didn't win that yeah, with the broncos not he with, was the worst not quarterback the to
1: win a super bowl Hey, boy. Yeah. winning, baby. Like, Very true. Oh, I mean, yeah. Winning's but... winning, but you wouldn't say Manning dragged that team. Like, no, didn't no, do no. That. The year before Manning helped get them to the Super Bowl, he was the big influence on offense, and then so they It got was, yeah. it was still the...
0: his team, though, even though he wasn't delivering. Got the he, highest level he, he anymore. You
2: need to have it, his arm to be able to throw fifty yards. You just need to be able to say, okay, the defense is doing this, so we're going to do that. We're going to put ourselves in the best position to have a chance to make some chunk plays. That's what he did, and he did it really well, because, of course, he's a very cerebral player.
1: But winning, winning a Super Bowl comes down to so much more, again, though, than than individual's ability. There are loads of players that haven't won Super Bowls that have been... Uh, like, you know, Joe Thomas doesn't get drafted to the Browns. He might go somewhere else. He could be one of the best offensive linemen and have a couple of Super Bowl rings to his name. He doesn't. He ends up on the Browns. So he builds a legacy for himself as being a great offensive lineman, but he's at oh, a bad franchise, team. yeah, for so many like years. Like
4: Archie, Archie Manning as is, is is my is my favorite example uh he's one of the best quarterbacks to ever play the game, but he was with the saints, and they never won anything because mm. they 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 never put any pieces around him he was always running for his life it, you should go look up some of some of archie manning's highlight tapes um, it was unbelievable he was scrambling running for his life dimes like fifty yards downfield but because he was in a small- a small market team um that didn't win very much he you know Never really got the respect, I guess, that he kind of deserved.
2: Well, that was of, the era of the brown bags, wasn't it? In the stands for the yeah.
4: fans. Yeah. yeah, he was there during that, but he balled every every Sunday.
2: Check that out because I've always thought that Peyton was always the best manning. I never thought that his dad was yeah. very good.
4: So I mean I'll from a stuff. yeah. I mean, Peyton from a stats standpoint, yeah. They were completely different players. It, it's crazy because Archie Manning used his legs. Peyton Manning, right. you know, slow. Yeah. <laughs> Eli mm. slow. Oh, he did, beat,
2: he did beat DeMarcus Ware to the edge one time for, <laughs> for a sneak, didn't he? Uh,
1: Yeah, Archie time. would have done it every time. Right. So Yeah, hadn't DeMarcus yeah. Ware taken a 40-yard step the other way at first oh, yeah. as well? I mean, <laughs> it was so, yeah, mean, yeah, the yeah, best yeah. play
2: fakes ever. And the, the man yeah. stuck with the, the running back as well. Then realized, oh, no, hold on, the ball's over there. About five <laughs> seconds later, and Manning's still running towards the end zone at that point so archie yeah.
1: could beat you with his legs manning could beat you with his arm and eli could beat you with all the other pieces that were we'll put around him all right nice yeah yeah that makes sense yeah, yeah. <laughs> um so we're we're
4: so we're so if you guys had to pick an afc i need an afc and an nfc uh champion from each of you bills right bucks. now today who
2: bills and the bucks
4: bills and the bucks
2: and Tom beats the Bills in the Super Bowl to continue their horrible streak of losing Super Bowls, and him saying, "I still own the AFC East." <laughs> okay,
1: okay, do. okay. Yeah, I I'm, I'm really put money on that right now. Actually, really big on Justin Herbert and the Chargers. I know it's going to be obviously like difficult, but I, I yeah. think the Chargers is the best year to do it, and I think the Rams could go back as well. To be honest. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like they have lost some elements. I think losing Von Miller is a huge one. Um, yeah. But uh, I think in terms of like the offense, that offense is going to be as potent as it was last year, maybe even better with Stafford in a second year. in it. Yeah. I think they'll be able to outscore teams as opposed to last year. And they've still got yeah. 99. So, yeah, Rams, Chargers, Super Bowl. Which is a shame that it's not then in LA as well, because that'd just make it <laughs> so much easier for everybody. Wow, you you
4: have the charge you have the Chargers coming out of the AFC. It's
1: bold. I, I think they've just got pieces. It's weird yeah. how nobody's talking about the Bengals having any opportunity to go back at all. Like very little discussion mm-hmm. in general this off season about well, they should be
0: better this year as well, right? It's no reason to think they haven't like lost loads of players. Um it's just so hard to get back there. Just,
1: and that that know. West is in everybody's like eyes. A, That's the. It felt like thing. a
0: magical run, didn't it? It didn't feel like a team building towards. I don't know.
1: They played better than the sum of their parts last year, which was great. Like yeah. playoff football, especially, they rose to the occasion. But it was.
0: But it was also like there was not like luck, but like the Titans lost, but they had nine sacks in that game. Like what the fuck was that?
1: Like yeah, there was it, yeah.
2: there were so many Jamar games that were just Joe nuts. Burrow. That's what yeah
3: it's
1: yeah. Called. yeah. Yeah, But yeah, I think you've got the West and the Bills as genuine candidates, basically.
0: Yeah. I can't look past, I think, Bills, Bucks, yeah. But I, I've, Bucks. Got, I've got a bad I've got a bad feeling about this Bills hype almost. We were talking about it on the last podcast, and it just feels like it's too much. And that, I don't know, if they have a run of losing two or three games on the bounce, how are they going to handle that as a team like well the pressure expectations you
1: know it's like learning to be successful right and the bills are now going to have to learn how to deal with a high expectation level that is almost like getting to the super bowl is the expectation for yeah alan being the mvp is the expectation for it like you don't do that
0: that, in like a loaded afc it's going to feel like a letdown where it
1: kind of shouldn't
2: well, the AFC is the more difficult know. one to pick, isn't it? Because I mean, the NFC to me, I think it's really the Bucks to lose, maybe the Rams and the Eagles. But the Rams having lost <laughs> Bucks, like, Rams, and then with the, like with, Green um, Bay and everyone
0: else, isn't
4: it? How are you not mentioning the
0: Saints?
1: Because okay, tell us why. Why are the Saints same, so, yeah, so big on you?
0: New head coach, yeah, no quarterback okay. question mark? They're not okay. going to Super. Bowl. They've
2: put their best defensive player as a tight end now, rather than a QB.
3: Uh, the, wait, say it again.
2: Michael Taysom, Thomas is injured Taysom right Hill now as well. He's now a tight end rather than a quarterback. Taysom, just, right. Taysom Hill was, was just, just a, taking the piss out of Winston as well. I was trying to do that. Are you just,
0: just in quick. love with their defense, Shane? Is that the... Because uh, their defense is amazing.
4: No, no, no. I'm I'm real big on the Saints. Hold on. let me Let me pull up my necessary... Uh, is, this is this a Chris pdf Olay's.
1: document that you've created of Shane's, <laughs> Shane's, Shane's, Shane's uh, i have
4: i have my sources i have my i have my websites okay so you want me to start from a player standpoint or from a coaching standpoint i can break it down for you guys okay, okay let's go
3: let's go coaching, let's
2: go coaching yeah
4: start from a coaching standpoint perfect yeah. so head coach dennis allen <clears throat> so we lose sean payton obviously um But the head coach, Dennis Allen, A, has been a head coach before. B, has been in New Orleans probably for the last seven, six, five, six, seven years. He understands the system. He's been calling the defense. Um, He understands the culture in New Orleans. Um, He's been a head coach before, like I said. The offensive coordinator, Pete Carmichael, has been in New Orleans for eight to ten years. Um, he's been the offensive coordinator, although he hasn't necessarily been calling all the plays that's been Sean Payton. However, it's the same offense. It's the exact same offense. So yes, it's a new head coach, but the culture stays exactly the same. It's a, it's a new head coach, but he's been a head coach before he wasn't successful, but if he learns from what he did wrong, I very much believe that he can correct those. Those mistakes that he made with Oakland. This roster doesn't have a weak spot on it. Um, not only that, it's a very veteran heavy roster. Um, these guys have been, and not not vet heavy from a, and vet heavy from a sense of they've been in New Orleans for at least three years together. Um, the key pieces have. So A, yes, you lose Sean Payton, but you have your core group of guys have been around for three plus years together you're hired you hired from within so not very much changes from the culture standpoint not much changes from a day-to-day standpoint um what changes is the energy i'm hearing from Dennis Allen um the leadership cuz now he has a squad he just needs to lead them to the to the promised land defense was for a team that was started four different quarterbacks last year they started four different quarterbacks last year and still finished a game above 500 offense was okay. They, um, I mean, Alvin Kamara AK was out multiple games. Uh, Michael Thomas was out. Um, so the offense was struggling. The defense stood up, the defense played lights out for a majority of the year. They were the fourth ranked defense points wise last year. So, and on offense, now you added Jarvis Landry, Chris Olave, who I really like, you got Michael Thomas, but behind them, you have Trey Smith, Deontay Hardy, Marcus Callaway, all of who have been there two, three, four years um, at the running back position. Obviously you have Alvin Kamara and, and Mark Ingram. The offensive line is, is outside of, outside of losing um, their left tackle, Teron Armstead. It's, it's the same offensive line and it's a very good offensive line. This is a team that hasn't lost to Tom Brady in the regular season. In the last two seasons. Um, the only loss to Tom Brady was in the playoffs the year that the Bucks won the ch- won the championship.
2: The bit where it matters the most. Okay. Yep. Cool.
4: Very true. Good point. <laughs> However, I just I just think that, I mean, defensively they added Tyron Matthew. You haven't talked um, about
0: quarterback yet. Really? I, like mm.
4: he doesn't have to do he doesn't have to do anything. Joe Flacco won a yes. Super Bowl.
0: Yeah, but he also yeah, but he played, played lights he's out pretty well the in the, the lights out in the playoffs, and he's you been t- yeah. yeah, okay in the in the playoffs.
2: Uh, you playoff, should have said, said Trent Brad Dilfer. I'm, I'm, you could have said Brad Johnson. was the one you're looking for. Yeah.
4: Eli Manning. I'm telling you, boys. He doesn't have like all. Jameis has to do is not turn the ball over, which I understand he does at a very high clip, <laughs> which he did. But he does. He's had the laser eye surgery. They are going to play defense and run the ball and set up passes that Jameis can can complete. Like they're not; it doesn't have to be rocket science with this squad that they have right now. I'm telling you, just watch, just watch, just watch so the Saints. I, They'll definitely just make watch the, the
2: playoffs just because I think they'll get get full. They're gonna win the lane. division.
4: They're gonna win the division. Oh, okay. They're better just than can Tampa. I
0: see
2: a
3: team
4: yes. that's
0: got win that the much better. Like they've they're worse, whether or not. He can step up at head coach. They're worse at head coach for losing Sean Payton. So they're worse at that position. Sense? They're the same at quarterback. Like the receiving core is better, but Jarvis Andrews receiver, getting old. Michael the, Thomas is questionable whether he hasn't played football hardly in the last like two years. Like their defense is stacked, but I, that's not good enough in the NFL anymore. Jane, this is a good point though. that maybe. But you're you're, ignoring the, you're you're
4: ignoring the you're ignoring the best running back in football.
0: I'm not ignoring him, but like he needs stuff around him as well. I mean,
2: I was just gonna say I didn't know that Derrick Henry played for the Saints. <laughs> come on, come on, come on, <laughs> come on. Okay,
4: hey, look. Okay, if if we're gonna say that Jameis Winston had a, is is iffy coming off an injury, then I mean Derrick Henry had an injury last year. Oh, yeah. So yeah, yeah, no, I, I'm and we know that with injuries that. at the running back positions. I mean, we haven't even mentioned Chris McCaffrey during this podcast.
1: No need to because yeah. he Those is GMC's injured broken. and yeah, like that, <laughs> that's terrible. that's the unfortunate they, thing. They ran right. him into the ground. Yeah, yeah. yeah. they've, they've the used Panthers him too much, know. too long, too early. Yeah, but you know, yeah. Kamara had knocks last year as well, and. Oh, yeah, yeah, he, he was so, made up So you So you need, to, you need to make sure that, and, and th- look, there's, he's going to be more durable because they, in theory, are going to be able to spread it around the receivers a bit more because of what Michael yeah. Thomas will bring. But mm-hmm. I still think that offense will run through Alvin Kamara a hell of a lot and it'll be so tempting, particularly for less competent quarterbacks, shall we say, like Winston and Dalton, to have that, well, I can give it to Alvin Kamara just off to the side on a little flare route and he will make something happen. I still think if they lose Kamara, they've got a really big problem. Um if yes. he goes down for a few weeks. And so yeah. therefore you have to have that question mark on his on his health. I I, I completely get what you're saying, and that defense mm-hmm. is studly McStudly in terms yeah. of it'll be able to shut yeah, down it, it most of It's fantastic.
2: No one's I don't, I don't think yeah. we're even gonna try and argue that. I, I think there's just say, it, uh, again,
1: it's that intangibles with Michael Thomas missing a year and and then some like do players come back as fresh and ready to go or do they come back and they're half a step off um i think you again the injury thing to kamara the qbs and then again a culture change just not a culture change so to speak but sean payton is such a big person i imagine Mm -hmm. in a in a franchise in a in a locker room trying to replicate that particularly when you've worked underneath him people could also go the other way of like why are you trying to be like sean you know you don't. Yeah. You, it's the same we've had with all the Pats coaches that have gone away from Belichick and have supposedly walked into locker rooms and tried to be like Belichick. And it's like, no, you you earn that respect from the players yeah. by implementing what you've done and, and having that sort of prowess and legacy that Belichick has. So it, I, 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 I very much agree. It's hard to disagree with Shane Vereen. No, uh, but no, oh, but, so to, to be, be honest, speech. Yeah, from, uh, but.
4: but but to be honest, I, I understand your guys' concerns, and you guys make very very valid points. Um,
2: You've been to Cam points. Jordan too much, haven't you? Your old uh, Cal. That's my, yeah. you know, that's my guy.
0: Yeah, <laughs> that's what you're. <laughs> I'm more concerned hey, about hey, seeing the Saints do well. To be honest, hey, so that, yeah. that's why this is coming from for me. I
4: mean, Ka- yeah, true. But Cam Jordan's a walking gold jacket. He's he's. Tall oh yeah, friend.
0: yeah. yeah so you legit. know,
1: um, and I, and that's my guy and he's prime time entertainment wherever he goes doesn't he Mm -hmm. like he's just infectious all over the place he was having so much fun at the pro bowl you think you think
4: he's entertaining now you should have seen him freshman year at cal oh boy it was (laughs) wow man yeah oh that's my guy man yeah we have been. yeah he's been through a lot we've all been through a lot
3: (laughs) but we have but we have
4: have fun doing it i promise you that i I promise you that okay so you guys have the bucks winning the nfc south yeah. Just to just to clarify, probably because... take the Bucks, yeah. Well, it's not going to be Atlanta, so, is it? Like, all right, Small so it's...
1: Carolina. Like, I mean, come on. All right,
3: guys.
4: Okay, can we? Can you guys? Can somebody write this? Maybe I'll write this down. I'm the only one that have the Saints winning the NFC South. Yeah. Oh no, yeah, this yeah. is going
1: to be embarrassing right. in Week Nine. Here we go. This is what, this is what's going to
4: happen? We got We got to come up with a bet.
1: Mm. Don't send me a thousand dollar bottle of tequila.
0: No, no. I'm thinking. I'm
4: thinking more <laughs> along the line of like on-air push-ups okay. okay all right all right <laughs> okay all right yeah i think i'm thinking uh, more along those lines
0: how many like five like five plus <laughs> yeah well
4: well what me and my buddies like to do we call them on-call push-ups so if the bed is 20 push-ups if they're on call we could be walking down the street and I'm like, hey, give me two push ups real quick.
1: Oh, I like One, that. Oh, that's <laughs> good.
4: But now you still got 18 more. So and literally it got to the point in college where like I pulled up, we pulled up in a car next to somebody and somebody owes somebody pushups. We're at a red light. And He's like, Hey, give me five. Dude gets out the car. Oh, no. Five push-ups <laughs> on so the good. street. That's getting <laughs> dangerous. Back in the car yeah. And then they move on. So on call pushups mean anytime, any place, anywhere.
1: I like that. That's very good.
3: Drive, okay. Yeah.
4: Yeah.
1: Oh my so, god! I cannot wait for a Saturday on a Pac-12 weekend when you're on air and we just send the message and tweet. Just hey, Shane, five push-ups. <laughs> Let's go, buddy. <laughs> I like it. That's that's good with me. I'm I'm good
2: with that. Yeah. I'm good all, with right. all
0: right. All right. Yeah, definitely. I'm okay. I'll make so, up for the time difference. So here how as many well.
2: how many push-ups <laughs> you want to put on that, Shane? I think twenty.
1: I think twenty is a good number.
2: Twenty. Okay all right Funny, if, it, if, it, if it's on call
1: yeah Now, no, what about if if tampa wins it you have to do as many push-ups as tampa win games that year and if the saints win it we have to do as many push-ups as the saints win that year so if they win the division okay and they go i like th- that they okay, go 13 yeah. and 4 it's 13 push-ups yeah. yeah
4: yeah okay i like that yeah yeah, yeah. so then <laughs> then we're, we're <laughs> we'll hoping watch, watch, like tampa <laughs> watch carolina fr- go win the division and then we're just like <laughs> oh
0: <laughs> but we're all doing our cool push-ups. I know. I know. What about what about you? Uh, also throw throw in that you have to do as many push-ups as Winston throws interceptions,
1: because that might be that might be a lot. <laughs> <laughs> it might not be many when Andy Dalton takes his job midway through the season, though. That's oh true. <laughs> Safe hands and <laughs> rifle. No no rifle. What what has it. what point has Jameis Winston earned faith? Well, I th- I
4: just think this is the best team he's been on. Yeah. Okay. So. I, I don't think he has to do as much as he's maybe felt that he's had to do in past with past teams roster wise, this is hands down the best roster or team that he's ever entered week one with. And that's fair. In terms of and, and so, roster, because, yeah. because of that, he, I think there's weights lifted off his shoulders and, you know, he doesn't have to, he just has to make the smart play. That's it. And, the, and they'll win games. Um, he doesn't have to force balls. He doesn't have to play or do more than than what he's physically capable of. He literally just has to either hand the ball off, throw a quick screen, um, throw a slant, um, and if not, then move to your. If your first target, if your first option is not available, your second option is not available, just check it down.
1: Game he managed. doesn't have to. He doesn't
4: have to do very much, and that's why that's why I think, you know, he'll be a top ten quarterback easily. Um, by the end of this season, if Top not, you ten. know,
1: ten.
0: Oh, man! You're drinking the Kool-Aid. Yeah, like what's going
1: on? How many Top ten means ten. Top tens mean <laughs> ten, means tenth. Guys, I mean, with so, this so,
4: offense, yeah, he but should, yeah, I mean, there's, there's, if if 10, he's, gonna if he's the there's are going to win not, the Super Bowl,
0: and Jameis
2: Winston's going to be.
0: Who
4: do who do they have to play in the NFC, bro? They're, that's they're the not. case.
2: So they're definitely at the playoffs. I completely agree with you on that. Yeah, and Saints will come out the south without question. But, yeah. I mean, I'd say there's probably, you know, 14 better quarterbacks in the AFC than, uh, than old Jameis Winston currently.
4: You said how many? 14. Fourteen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's egregious. That's a, Okay, well, so we'll, let we'll me see. Okay, him, so. hold on, hold on. All of the okay. AFC
2: West, that's four. Okay,
4: in the NFC East alone, there's one quarterback better than Jameis Winston, and that's oh
3: Dak. The
2: NFC is useless. The NFC is terrible.
3: Yeah, that's what I mean, I'm
4: saying, and that's what I'm saying. That's yeah. what I'm saying. I completely. The, it, they don't have to play like the the NFC is not. I mean, it's, it's not, not that strong, no. right?
2: But to say you'll be a top ten QB, I'm just saying in the AFC, there's currently fourteen QBs in the AFC better than Jameis Winston is currently.
1: In the AFC, one. So you take Tua over Winston? Yeah. Oh, no. Mac, J- See, Mac Jones it's... and Josh Allen. I'd take
2: like... over Winston. Mitch oh, Trubisky. Boy, Jesus. I would uh, take Mitch, but Kenny Pickett's going to be starting anyway, so it's fine. Yeah, Kenny, Kenny Pickett,
4: but you are not going to take Kenny Pickett over Jameis Winston. Hey, did Come you watch on Kenny Pickett on the
2: weekend? That boy's got some oh, anticipation. Smart, He's man. got some vision. He's Talk some about touch. drinking the
0: Kool
1: Aid. Jesus, this yeah, is, for this real. This is going off the, <laughs> going off Jeez, the rails massively. Yeah. yeah,
4: honestly, in the af in the AFC in the in the AFC East, I'll give I'll give you, Matt. So Matt So Mac Jones and Josh Allen. Okay. In the AFC North, I'll give you Joey B and Lamar. And Lamar. He's ahead of a run. I'm not I'm not including Deshaun Watson in this because he's okay. not playing. So I, I would have
2: been games. including Deshaun to go with that. Okay. But good.
4: right now, okay, let's include Deshaun. That's four. Five. Mm-hmm.
3: That's five.
4: Uh you think Ryan is better than yeah, Jameis? Definitely. Yes. Without yes, yes, question. Okay. Um <laughs> who's you Matt think Ryan. Trevor do you think Trevor Lawrence? Yeah. You think Trevor Lawrence is better than James Wilson?
2: I think Trevor Lawrence has got a much lower floor and a much higher ceiling. No, it's a much higher. That's not that's not much... what I
4: asked. That's not what I asked. <laughs> well, if I had asked. to if I was Drafting a asked.
2: quarterback right now for a team, I'd be picking Trevor Lawrence over James. Yeah,
4: Winston. of course. Me too. Yeah, yeah. But that's but that's not that's not the question I asked. Right yeah. now, who's the right now? But that'd this be for day, one
2: season shootout, I'd take Trevor Lawrence all day.
4: Right now, on this day, you put Trevor August, Lawrence on that same team, and I'm drinking August, that Kool-Aid 24th. with you,
2: Shane. I'm drinking that Kool-Aid right with you.
4: August 24th, 2022, who's the better quarterback, Trevor Lawrence or Jameis Winston?
2: I'm sticking with Trevor Lawrence, and that's my final answer. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God.
4: Do you have What do you got? You, too much fish and chips over there. Um, <laughs> okay, and then A- AFC West, I'll give you all four all of those quarterbacks, yeah, all four yeah. of those. So that's four, five, six, seven, eight,
1: nine, ten. And then no, I got ten. I, I got I'd, ten rather have,
0: uh, I'd rather have I'd rather have
1: Garoppolo than uh, yeah, James definitely. So. I'd take Jimmy G over James. And Jimmy G's not yeah, even I probably, really I a at him. this point. I, yeah, I probably would too. But I wouldn't
2: take Trey Lance over him. Which is funny because well, I don't know. Well, then why? why yeah, Lance you, you, you
4: yet, want to take so. Trey Lance, but was who, who was who who a you, you're going to take Trevor Lawrence yeah. over James?
2: I've seen Trevor Lawrence play at least. Trey Lance have not seen seen do anything yet.
3: Yeah, that's a road one with the noise. no. I don't not... think
2: I'd take Kyler Murray over Jameis either. I'd probably take Jameis over no. Kyler, Murray. Uh, Kyler Murray. Did you see so the um, interesting. the interesting thing about
1: Kyler Murray's stats? And somebody's done a, done an analysis with Kyler Murray's game performances and when and Call new, of Duty, yeah, Call of Duty's come out, and when like so, double XP yeah. weekends take place.
4: <laughs> yeah, seriously. Oh really? Uh, I I did see that. Yeah, that's they funny. dramatically drop because he's a big streamer.
1: Yeah. When
3: Uh, and when and so
4: and so when that whole thing with the contract about him doing four hours of film study, yeah, you know how that got blown up. It it wasn't because he doesn't watch film, it's because once the call I, in my opinion, it's because once the Call of Duty comes out, he streams a lot more. Mm. And he's not, you know what I mean. And so most of his no, it's not. And but nobody ever really said that because who's gonna look at stats versus call of duty you know what i mean but i saw i my brother sent it to me um and he's like this is why." my brother was like this is why you know they put the four hour the four hours of film tape in is because once the new call of duty comes out he streams like crazy because he makes a lot of money off of that um
2: it's
3: so madness
4: to me why. a
2: guy's been paid that much in his sports contract still wants to make as much money as possible off on the side i if i'd yeah. maybe it's, it's just my selfish Yeah, if maybe it's just my own sort of thought. If I've been paid that much there, I'd be just trying to think of ways of, one, being as good as I can at my job because someone's paying me a very hefty sum of money every game to do it. And then I've got fans, more fans in the Cardinals' world than I do in a streaming
1: world. They're only going to potentially... You don't know that he's got more fans in a Cardinals' world than a streaming world. Well, that's a fair point, actually. And you don't know that the Cardinals are going to keep paying you great money for more than three four years depending on point. whatever happens whereas you know that if you build your big streaming brand and you know you've got a lot of fans on the internet and you can keep making money that way it's it's the modern day athlete that cares more about the individual brand mm-hmm. and this weird like connectivity yep. through streaming and stuff that yeah. is one of the fears i think with the college athletes as well doing the same thing uh, mm-hmm. and and going down that route and it's less about the game and more about the individual brand to make money that way
2: you saw that with the Steelers and Chase Claypool in fairness I mean he comes out and talks about his brand all the time which I'm all for and then you see him on that play with 40 seconds to go instead of grabbing the ball putting it back on the line and getting lined up to to snap and and um and spike it he does his little celebration dance to make sure everyone knows
1: it was him yeah right it's like Uh, Juju uh, and his TikToks right yeah
4: i think i I think the biggest disconnect especially from the younger players is that they don't understand that if you're successful and if you win and if you're a good player and if you put up stats and you put up numbers whatever else you want to do is going to sell itself yeah Mm -hmm. i think a lot of guys are trying to sell themselves and then play football when if they Mm -hmm. just were a beast on the field. whatever they wanted to do after is going to sell just regardless just because of how good of a football player you are. They're trying, they're, they're doing it like the opposite. They're trying to have a big TikTok, a big Instagram, a big Snapchat, whatever it is, a big following on socials um, and then go play football. But if they were just a big football, if they just balled out, but everything else they, you I mean, know, you, you're going to get you, the followers. You get it as get well because the,
1: the team makes the money off, you know, you do well, you sell the jerseys, you become a top 10 jersey seller in the NFL, but you don't really benefit from that. The, the franchise mm. and, the, and the shield benefit from that. So you yeah. as the individual see that and you think, well, why would I, I'm getting paid a few million dollars by somebody that owns a billion dollar company. So I'm ba- mm. my, what I'm making is barely a dent in what they're making and they're continuing to make more and more money off me. Why don't I have my own t-shirt brand that's connected to my twitching that I can mm. sell for forty dollars a T-shirt, and people will buy you're it that absolutely way. right
4: Yeah, you're you're absolutely right. I, and I think it just depends on the player. I would look at it as I could sell more T-shirts if I make the Pro Bowl this year. Mm. Yeah, you know, I think they're thinking, "How can I sell more T-shirts?" Not, and that's separate from your impact In, on uh, the field. Yeah, you have a big impact on the field. You're going to sell whatever the hell you want to sell. Yeah, I mean.
2: The Best example of that is the person with the most number of followers in the world is Cristiano Ronaldo. Mm -hmm. At no point do I think he sat down. I'm sure at some point his agent probably helped make it build a brand in inverted commas. But he's known as one of the hardest workers in professional sports possibly of all time. Yeah, he's just dedicated his life to being the best player he possibly can be. And everything else has come along with it. Yeah. He just to... doesn't want to
4: play for Man U anymore,
2: huh? No, it doesn't seem that way. But, <laughs> no, I think right gets, but Liverpool's stuck. I
4: can't even say nothing bad because Liverpool, a lot. I mean, we're just, we haven't won a game yet. Or match. Watch the United stuff. on Monday. That was a, yeah, that's was a great
2: bad. game to watch.
4: Yeah, it was fun. It was good. It was a good game to watch. All right, guys, I got to pee again. And then I got like 10 minutes and I got I to gotta get on a, another phone call. I'll cool? tell you
1: what, well, let's, um, let's wrap up now, bro, before you go and take a walk. Oh, okay, process, all right, so, like, cool, you know, cool, cool, cool. Um, yeah, because. Yeah, we're getting to like quarter to 11 in uk time as well oh, so oh shit all right dave has Nine gone uh, sorry guys <laughs> dave's eyes have phased out completely um yeah i'm Shane, the sleepy one on the podcast as, awesome. as always man wicked to chat and catch up with yeah, you oh, amazing. Um, Yeah, amazing yeah so fun. much for giving us your time it's wicked
4: of, of course guys it's, it's always a pleasure it's always uh it's always my pleasure and we got to catch up like midway the through the season yeah, yeah. Absolutely, <laughs> we'll, and it. Yeah. We'll be eating
2: all the dicks because we were wrong, and James clearly <laughs> an absolute savant at picking NFL things. So.
4: Maybe I don't know. I will never eat a dick, so
0: I, I don't know, <laughs> the <truth. laughs> that's the quote to put out. Oh, yeah. <laughs>